Ah. Oh, that's fucking good shit. That's so funny. Uh, what song is this? This Nickelback? Can you hear kind of I don't know this song. I'm not a big of a Nickelback fan. You at the show? That's fucking. This play some, play some hero by Chad Kroger. You don't know. That's way better. See what's the show? I don't know. It's good enough to like karaoke it. Well, that's an excellent intro. We talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. What a fucking movie. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but I haven't seen it. It's been out for a month. Which one? Spider-Man No Way Home. I saw one screen grab from it, and that's yeah. all I needed to see. They made the meme happen in the movie. We're good to go. Man, so good. Fucking rights. That was a movie that Wacy actually went to see opening night at the movie at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that huh? that it was a thing still. Like theaters were opening. I enjoy the Wacy. I when I went to see the new. I enjoy the theater. theater. That was cool. In like I enjoy the, the time of nice. COVID. In the time of COVID, and we got our vehicle, our truck stuck in the uh, parking lot at Chinook. So you got a full Alberta experience. Yeah, we had to go all the way around. That's, that's kind of flawed the way they run things at Chinook, though, with that parking garage. Yeah, it's weird that they would yeah, lock that shit up later. It's goofy. Oh, stuck as in like they locked it. Well, there's a, but you can cars. get into it. There's just like a way different, like after hours, you have to get into it like a different way, which is stupid, but weird. It's a real pain in the arse. I got, some, I got some movie tickets from one of our vendors at work who've done a bunch of video work for us. And that was the, that was the day that. Spider-Man No Way Home came out, and I really wanted to go see it, so I went that night. Badass! It is out of Spider-Man's the, my favorite superhero. I don't do superhero movies as a whole, like the Marvel extended DC nah, extended. I can't get behind Marvel, but better than DC. But but Tobey Maguire was the shit. Man, so younger, th- like so. those Spider-Man movies, like with Tobey Maguire, were the first like major superhero movies of our generation. Like I remember when those came out, and it was fucking sweet. And then Chad Kroger drops that hot track. Yeah, I hero mean, with the lead singer of Saliva. Evidently, the success of the comic book genre of film is because of Nickelback. Yeah. no question. Yeah, it's fucking sick. So this is cowboy shit. With <laughs> Ted and Wacy. <laughs> My name is Ted Stoven. He's Wacy Anderson, and our guest, co-host for the top and bottom of the show, Kobe Moore. Yeah, the one and only Kobe the ph- Moore, the photographer man. Thanks for joining us. Not a problem. Thanks Appreciate, for having thanks me. Thanks for your. Uh, Insight on the uh, in the uh, comic book Chad Kroger um, movie world. Man, what a way to end a fucking movie, hey? Just get Chad Kroger on the top of a roof just shredding like a sweet song. Kirsten Dunst is hot. And that's what got me into it. Hero She's see. old now, though. Man, if they would have ended off the, night, the last Spider-Man movie with that song, I would have fucking... That could have died a happy man in that very moment. Just full on. There's people just dying on dead. In, the, in the theater because they came full circle i'm so high i can't hear <laughs> heaven in other news uh <laughs> nickelback isn't as relevant right now because they haven't been doing as much new music their, lately uh, their last good out al- their last decent album was dark horse and everything after that's been shit they've only had one haven't they they've had like, like two dark or horse like two or three like feed the, machine, feed the machine and there's another one too that wasn't as good but oh, okay i feel like a band can only take so much Bullshit! Before they're like, all right, we're just gonna sit on our millions here for a while. They still, they still, still like, when do you quit? Still when you just say fuck it. And people still, there's they're still demand for their live shows. Like oh, they're yeah. like, they're, I've never seen Nickelback live, and that's probably like top three. You've on never my seen Nickelback live? Top three. My, on my first concert two and I have. Even I have. First two. Con- had the opportunity. First two concerts in life were Nickelback. Nickelback. That's the so second sick. time and I, I saw their show. Them. And because the, like they, like Chad's, like, they can sing. They can play. They really good live show. Yeah. Um, this, the second one was on the floor with my stepmom of all people who 
at the tender age on the how, floor on the with floor your she handed me a joint i mean she didn't smoke any of it but she handed did you, me and a you joint. did you i mean i waited for her to look away and might have not a boy sniffed it or something that's so funny i was pretty young but yeah that's so my a, buddy bought rock band for xbox one and he, he, they have like four different nickelback packs that you could buy <laughs> so we were talking nickelback about packs for so and he just and he was just telling us he just fucking sings nickelback by himself because he's like obviously has rock band need more than one player that's awesome yeah right isn't that sweet well that was the one thing that i felt was missing in and my that's rock where band our, con- our conversation last night started about on playing call of duty about nickelback and that's how i ended up changing my gamer tech to chad kroger and I made and I made a new clan called Nickelback for Life. You're not Wusty <laughs> Wooter anymore. Spell, did he spell Life L Y F E? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I used number four, not F O R. Nickelback tags for can life. only be like five letters though. No, but you can name your clan, and your clan tag is our ne- our number our, our our clan tags end back, which is oh <laughs> oh you sketch. can't yeah, yeah it's kind that of might be scary. So you have to sketch, change that back. I had someone no, tell me last night it. That, that, it. that I can't be Skoden. Said that that was racist. So yeah, I tell him I, that I'm 18. I said you could. All right, cool. Anyways, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyways, it's it's cold as shit up here right now. So we've been playing it's more been Xbox. Brutal, man. The it's three of us so, have been playing a lot it's of been Call so of Duty cold. lately. We are officially battle hardened brothers of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been. Uh, well, Wacy when he accepts my It's been so fucking cold invites. here lately. It's been 30, fo- 30 below. Like zero Celsius for non like including two, the wind chill. Two weeks. It's been really fucking cold. So I we've been playing some video games with our friends because we're all stuck at home. Yeah. I haven't logged on to the internet to look at the weather without it being like extreme yeah. cold warning it's stuff. Extreme cold it's warning kind of yeah. that way. So it's fun living. Here. And the the most ironic thing about this whole weather deal is we leave for Texas again next week and it's like plus twelve when we leave. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. nice here it's when so we nice. leave. It's gonna yeah. get so nice. Here. Yeah, and then it gets cold again when we get as back. As soon as we get back. Good timing. Yeah, because it's, it's actually like nice here in the winter when it's kind of warm. Like, it's actually okay. If it's like minus 10, minus 15, yeah, like today it's pretty decent. Yeah, like not horrible. Plus five, zero, that's great. Got better I again. Love it. I don't like So, see, when there's this much snow on the ground, I don't like it when it's a bit warmer because it gets slushy and nasty. And Oh, yeah. It's no I good. mean, that just comes with the Calgary territory. Yeah. You're not getting you get walloped with some you know. fucking gravel on your windshield down the old QE2. <laughs> you're not doing Calgary right. Okay, question. Yeah. How many times do you guys wash your vehicles in the winter? Uh, I'm pretty. See, decent. I would wash it next week when it's warm. When it's warm. But and then, then you'll get slushed back on and then be bad again. And I just wait till the next warm. So it ends up being it. zero or what? Yeah, just every once in a while. I, sure. I try, but it has to be a couple days of just straight up dry, dry winter. I don't yeah. want to go if it's just snowing every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, or not minus 6,000 like it's been. Yeah. So I, I'd say a couple. A couple? Twice? Yeah. What about you? Not very often. No. I haven't washed it in like probably three or four months. Then yeah, you went and sold it. For me too. Yeah, but I guess I just got this one actually. So like we got this at what the end of November or something. Yeah, I will. I'll probably do it when we get back. Yeah, I might. Yeah, we might have some time then. I'm not doing it tomorrow. Well, if no, there's anybody tomorrow. out there that or wants today. to sponsor Cowboy Shit podcast with some uh, with some good some car, car wash, wash. Some car wash and auto detailing. You know, I know, I know who you can call. We want That'd you. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Speaking of sponsors, we have a few sponsors of this great show. Um, first and foremost being Manscaped, and it is the new year, so you don't want to be going into 2022 with hairy balls. How are your nuts, Cove? They shaved. No comment. <laughs> do you have a manscaped have device? A bu- Honestly, though, like with how cold it's been, you kind of want a bit of a bush. But you set that trimmer level up to three. So yeah, you kind of you put the guard on the trimmer, and you kind of have a. <laughs> if you have a, what's the word for like a like um, pro not procured not curated a curated bush? Is that what you think? <laughs> want to curate your bush? Curate your bush. Is that right? Manicure your bush? No, is that not? Curate works. Too. What's curate, it? What, do you, yeah. what is it? You know, you want to prune your bro, your bush. Prune the <laughs> bush. you do when you fucking trim when you trim a bush. You gotta trim the bush. You manicure it or you prune it. A nice manicure 
Yeah, you want to... Ma- right. So, it, <laughs> our friends at Manscaped have their new lawnmower 4.0, and that gives you the perfect opportunity to manicure your bush heading into 2022, especially if you're in these cold provinces and states like we live in. Like the I last had to ask you, Cove, you're here. <laughs> well, this is this is uh, this actually leads into a question I have for both of you uh, <laughs> after I'm done this part of it. But anyways, our friends at Manscaped are offering you a sweet deal on us: twenty percent off, free worldwide shipping at Manscaped.com using the promo code Huge Bush. So I mean, whether you want to go right down to the wood, have a clean bush, no bush, or if you want to manicure your bush, the man the lawnmower 4.0 will do that for you so head to manscaped.com use promo code hugebush to save 20% and worldwide shipping on us so my question for you two doesn't really pertain to bushes more so the facial hair side of things this is, uh, this is a shower thought I had this morning um, you were thinking about me in the shower like with the three of us between like as a collective we're not the best at growing facial hair my facial hair is on point thank you very much but you know what I mean though like compared to most we're not the, we're not like no, we're no Santa Claus or like those kind of guys True. so if there's like if there's one specific style of facial hair that you were like the best at growing or like you could grow really well what would you, what would it be chin beard chin beard like just straight just just let it grow just your chin well i mean <laughs> chin beard <laughs> chin beard more for the implication of the the what it means just a big ungroomed thing so like, so no facial hair anywhere else just a huge like a billy goat w- what would i be <laughs> best at growing no what would you want to be best at oh growing? want to, the lemmy if i could just what's the lemmy the, the lemmy the, the Oh, the, oh, like the guy from Ace of Spades. Guy. I think it's a little up the sides too. Yeah, yeah, Handlebars yeah. and then like up. That would be too. rank. Yeah. yeah, that would be sick. Ted, hmm. probably mustache. I think I my dad got a sweet mustache. I think I would like to do a mustache someday. If he could be good at growing facial hair, it would be growing facial hair. He'd <laughs> be growing. <laughs> yeah, he'd be growing facial hair. Because my current facial hair situation is real bad. It's not great. But I haven't tried in a long time. I've heard girls like a guy that isn't so prickly on the face. Oh yeah, Storm. <laughs> I'm trying some pyro shit right now. Let's just go ahead and start over. Our yeah. next, uh, our next lovely sponsor who has been with us for the next or the last few months, I guess. Now, Quite a while. Ranchwater.ca, friends at Circle Four Beverage Company. They have their sweet water. They have their ranch water. They're taking over Western Canada in the ready-to-drink seltzer deal. Mm-hmm. So you can find them, but mostly any liquor store. If they don't have it at yours, you can request it just by talking to the person who does the ordering. It's pretty easy to do. Yep. Or else check them out at ranchwater.ca to find where they are located. And yeah, here we are. Got to say got to say thanks to Cody Strandquist. We called one on the show and he went and bought some. I saw, hey, nice. I saw Snapchat. He was at the liquor store. Nice. He said when Ted summons you on the pod to go get ranch you water. You got to get the ranch water. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> They're he awesome. actually got some. So thanks, and Cody. Thanks for supporting the brand. And he probably's got a ball trimmer too. <laughs> I would imagine he's he's you a top. Ball he's a, Cove? I do not have the. Manscaped. I used my manscape today. You did? That's great. On your on balls? Your balls? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or on your mustache? No, I have a different face shaver. We oh, talked okay. about this. We talked about this yeah, before, right, where it's like we, that's uh, really and truly. I probably would in a pinch use my manscaped on my face if it was cleaned off. Oh yeah, no I clean it. I clean it after every use, and I only ever use it in really the shower. So it's, not, so it's not like it's dirty. It's true. So I mean, it's whatever. It's true. It's my nuts. And if your local. Liquor Barn doesn't really want to uh, take your SKU numbers down. You can always come to HQ. There's always a solid, solid We've supply. We've got a good of amount of ranch water at the ranch house. We always got ranch water on hand. Okay, so big news in the PBR. last little while. Yeah, PBR teams. So it's starting off in June. <laughs> the first half of the... Uh, yeah, we got off the rails. This is so funny. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of nuts, the Teton Ridge Range Riders <laughs> have a sweet logo and the bull on there. I have seen it yet. Really? Yeah. The bull on the like r- Teton Ridge team 
from, from of Glendale, Arizona, that you can definitely see the nuts on the bowl. Like, so what? So bowl's bowl's got got what are the six nuts. teams, Ted? I think there's so eight the teams. Pe- well, there? Still, what are the names of the teams for the people who haven't heard or what haven't did, looked uh, at it yet? Uh, what did, what did Richard Childress name his team? What's that? Like? Hold on. What did uh, RCR Richard Childress? We're both I think they're the Carolina Chaos. That's not a bad name. Okay, teams. Here we go. So we've got the Nashville Stampede. We've got the Teton Ridge. I don't know who they are. I forgot what the thing is now. But then we've got... Riders? The Range Riders. And we've got the Texas Rattlers, the area Texas Rattlers, the Kansas City Outlaws, Carolina Chaos. That's your racing guys team. Nice. Oklahoma Freedom. Home base, America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well delivered, Ted. I don't know what this one is. It says Thunder. I got to look I gotta look back at the thing now. Then the Austin Gamblers. I think I want to be a Gamblers fan. They've got a aces and eights. On it, but they've only got four cards. I don't know what they're up to with missing one card. It's there's it was a full house, aces, aces, and eight. So I don't know why they only have four. Maybe probably just for the cards. simplicity of the logo. Yeah, maybe. But if you're doing it, it's a card. It's not going to take a, that much more space to have five. Well, if I you don't quite why get don't it, you make the logo then. But it's Ted. a sweet logo. But but so what my point is with the logo. So we'll go back to uh, the ri- so it is it's the Ridge Riders, and you can definitely see the bulls. You got some big nuts on them there. That's a pair of. Testes it's right a pair there. Pair bull testicles. Holy! Yeah. Well, they didn't know it's a bull. Yeah, true. Some big nuts. It's on important. Them. Most bulls have nuts that big because they'll be. Yeah, s- it's true. But it's also did funny you know? that their that their logo doesn't have a bull like bucking like with his back and up like most. Did you know? Right? It just seems kind of funny. Did you know that at like commercial bull sales, they measure the size of the scrotum of each bull because really? it plays a factor in how good of a producer they'll be. So at have, what like, point mm-hmm. the wider part the circumference of the, point. Of the, the circumference of the nuts. The nuts, really. Yeah. Okay, so the Teton and they, and Ridge. They measure the weight too. Teton Ridge, <laughs> Teton Ridge, Ridge Riders. I like their logo because it looks classy. So maybe they're the Arizona Ridge Riders, or they're the Teton Ridge. Probably Ridge the home, their hometown, Arizona Ridge. It's like Austin. It's like yeah, I don't know. Feels like. So then Arizona. we've got the Austin Gamblers. That is a cool logo. That's a sweet logo. Yeah, I do like that one. It's a kind of a. Uh, okay. So the, for the Ridge Riders, it's a, it's two R's, and then it's a bull with his nuts on the bottom, and then a bull rider. <laughs> Then you got the gamblers. We'll post, the we'll post these on our social media, and you can yeah, vote you can for which ones out. you like. We'll post them on our story. We'll yeah, definitely like check go. out the yeah. cowboy shit Instagram. Austin gamblers. He's got two aces and two eights, all black cards, um, like kind of like a skull with green eyes, a cowboy hat. It's a pretty sweet logo, but uh, they don't. The thing, the thing that I I'm thinking about those, they don't really match. Like I think each team submitted their own logo, but with the NHL, the NHL logos are all. Uh, consistent formatted the same they're formatted the same the nfl it's the same the nba it's the same like there's the the league is building the logos to ensure the success well, there's, there's like a set of parameters by the league yeah there's so standards yeah. there's set, standard yeah. colors for jerseys there's standard this there's standard that so there's no overlap so there's like there i think there was a bit more those leagues are have been around a lot longer pbr's been around for a long time but they've never really done this kind of logo but you know what they did with the Global Cup, they were all very consistent. The same, I think the same person built all the same logos. Been, so. Yeah, yeah. So my point being is that mm-hmm. these ones don't look to be all the same, which I don't think is helpful for marketing the league as, a, as an as a entirety. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Austin Gamblers, Carolina Chaos. It's a yellow Carolina with a red chaos in crazy le- letters. Yeah, kind of 70s, it doesn't, 80s, It doesn't random fit font. with any of the two we've seen so far, in, in my opinion. Then you go to, you go to uh, Kansas City Outlaws. It's like a word art format of outlaws that we've seen it's the bleeding it's the cowboys the uh, font that's been around for the last 15 years that well, that's bleeding cowboy yeah oh my 100 yeah right and it says Definitely. kansas city it's and it's the bleeding cowboy with outlaws mm. in orange so it's like we've that's that's not on it's not the same as not the same as the other ones missouri thunder that's the logo that i was talking about earlier that i couldn't see who it was but it's like bash pro shops missouri thunder so it 
That's if, a cool logo, but it doesn't match. I feel like the other that four needs either. to be your guideline, your vibe. You, yeah, you will not. But to yeah. have a logo in there is probably off brand too, because they're going to get a huge to have a like a company in your city logo. A lot of lo- but a lot of leagues do that though. Like you look at like European hockey and soccer. Like they always, like there's low there's sports like there's sponsors that are incorporated into like their kits and all their logos and stuff. So it's not okay. like a new thing. And it's coming to the hockey and, and basketball. And football. Who's to have a team, like to have the oil, the Flames? Like, could you imagine seeing like Scotiabank on the Flames logo on their jerseys? Who's That's um, what I'm going to be. It's not far it from it, though. It's, well, on, it's on the helmets, helmets yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be on the logo side. That seems like a little who's, aggressive. Who's the ownership group on Missouri? I don't actually know that. Because I have to go Rich, back and I got to go back and look at the Richard website. Childress Racing is probably part owned by Bass Pro. Oh, okay. One of their biggest sponsors. I have to go back and look. We can go back and look at that here in a sec. Then we've got the Nashville Stampede. Pretty solid. Just McBride's the team. That's, uh, the, the that's team a good. Coach. That's a good like format too, pretty though. Like, it's pretty clean. Yeah, it's clean. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You put that on a shirt. And I a think it's marketable. The, mer- the merch is gonna go. I think it'll go over well for. And same thing with the with the Missouri the Thunder and I the Gamblers too. Will be all right. Gamblers. The Gamblers got the best one in, so mm-hmm. far. I think Oklahoma Freedom will go well for the. But see, so you put, you you put friends. those those you put Oklahoma Nashville and Austin beside each other. That's like kind of a. That's the, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. It's not that crazy. But I think it's just. Like I'm no expert graphic designer, but it's, and it's hard to make that shit. But Texas Rattlers. This one's not that bad, bad either. The no. air, the, oh, it's good too. Yeah. And and this one had a lot of thought put into it as well because we saw it at the NFR. There was that full. And we didn't even know. We didn't even realize what it was mm-hmm. at the time. But it, this was in the booth at the NFR for the yeah, area, and they booth. had their like kits, like all they had a full there. setup. Yeah. yeah, like their shafts and vests and everything. Which so was and, all, and was all on presentation. I guess to explain yeah. again, Badass. Texas like Rattlers is is Texas Rattlers with like a kind of a snake of some sort and area on the bottom. So I, again, we'll probably a we'll post these on our social media for you to see. Oklahoma Freedom is a bird with uh, stars on the on the left wing and red, white, and blue. Nashville Stampede's kind of a bowl with uh, I don't know what you say. It just says uh, Nashville Stampede. Yeah, just it like kind of looks like a, it's it like three different like bowl bowls and it's a, blue and yellow. Kind of looks like he's a football Nashville player. Nashville colors. Missouri Thunder's bash push up on the top. Another bullhead. Got some steam, but it's kind of a skull. It's got some thunder down on each side. It's pretty sweet. But yeah, just for those that aren't going to maybe see the logos on social, if they trying to explain the best I can, I think check it out when you can. I think that the PBR is like genius for doing this, like applying it. The the Global Cup success over the last couple of years has been stellar. As long as the rider's kit is consistent, I think that's where you're going to get your... I don't think we got to worry so much about logos themselves. As long as the... The way they look, the way they're liveried up, if you will. Yeah. But I think it starts with the logo. Oh, it does though, start right? with the. It starts in the logo, but you're gonna, you can you can brand any one of these guys in Canada any way you want with a whole whack ton of just random sponsors on them, as long as there's a consistency to the things they're writing in. Because a logo is just a logo. I wouldn't envision they're all just gonna have full on yeah. jerseys, are they? I mean. I don't know what it's, they're going to It's also like. going to trickle down to you from what the PBR does. The PBR has to do a good job mm-hmm. of marketing these teams and getting mm-hmm. it into because they have a, a big platform as it already. So now it's just a matter of getting their audience on board with like who these teams are, who's part of these teams. And yeah, like and the draft it, too sounds and like similar to like you got to do it kind of how the NHL does it, right? Like they so you have your the NHL has their teams, but then they like really promote their stars like the McDavid's, McKinnons, yeah, the yeah. OVs but, of the so world. So here's a question for you: Are the uh, are the individual riders going to be able to have their own sponsors on their team jerseys? I don't think that'll be the case. So Jose Vitor Lemmy gets a hundred thousand a year from Monster, possibly, but he doesn't get to wear that at the team then, events. Then opt out of the team events if you don't want to go. Yeah, maybe I don't yeah, know. It'd be part of it, right? What's the you you said the there's draft there's is going to be interesting. What what do you what do you know about the draft so far? They did the uh, lottery last night. Draft lottery in New York City on Friday night, uh, or Thursday. Yeah, oh, Friday Thursday. Been la- what been last Friday? night's Friday night. So. Okay, so Friday. So then uh, they're going to get to pick 
out of the guys that declare that they're going to be in the draft, uh, they get to pick in, I think, May? Yeah, at the World Finals. In May, yeah. At the World Finals in Fort Worth, Sick. I think. Or in that timeline, somewhere in that That'd area. Cool. So I think to answer your question about the personal sponsor, it's going to have to mm-hmm. come from the riders and the, whoever they're working with. It's going to be like, hey, I'm declaring for this. Yeah, but and I, I mean, wonder, I, so do you think they get a, a salary for being on the team? Do you think, I think that's like, the, isn't, that the structure, that's like? isn't that the structure of it? Supposed I have to be? no idea, yeah. and it doesn't say that. We don't know that anywhere. So we'll probably on one of our next few shows, we'll, we'll have to, to get into this form. a little bit. It'll be but, cool, though. Uh, I think it's huge. I think yeah. that's like, for, for me, I we, we, we talked about this a long time ago, whereas like having a team aspect is going to be a lot easier to market to a casual slash new fan. Mm-hmm. Rather than it's gonna be a lot easier for to fall for people where it's like, okay, hey, these guys are on a team. Yeah, this how it works. Yeah, somebody's if, gonna win each. And night. I wonder what the format's gonna be like. Like, how many guys? How many teams? So you're each, gonna have to have a team of fifteen or so because isn't it gonna be like well, such team yeah. versus such team at events? Right. It's like there's, there's two. Round. There's two matchups per event for each team. I think. Yeah. Oh, right. how, so who, oh. I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but it sounds interesting. So uh, what like what the press release says for those that haven't read it yet. Uh, uh, PBR Team Series inaugur- inaugural 10-event regular season will culminate in a team playoff, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, November 4th to 6th. The league will launch with eight founding teams, each scheduled to host in their respective city an annual bull riding event and Western Lifestyle Festival. So I have a question. So what's it going to mm-hmm. take for us to get a Canadian team in this? It's not going to happen. Don't think so? It, no, unless think it was like a $2 million buy-in. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll happen if you have somebody with a, got a whack ton of, of money behind it. If you could find the people to get behind it, like, would it be make sense to have a Canadian team? I don't think so. I think Not it right would, now, well, not with COVID. Well, yeah, yeah with COVID, COVID, COVID aside, though. Like, but I think yeah. that we're overlooking the fact that it's just a team. We have Americans and all the Canadian well, but, teams uh, up it, here. It would be just drafting out of the same pool. Out of the same pool of guys. So, it'd be, so it wouldn't think necessarily it would be right. Canadians. But, but then, would so be, say you have a Canadian team, though, so does that encourage guys to declare their the eligibility? Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. Like, would you? Would that be like? I would would hope, that give incentivize like Dakota I, or I would Jordan or those guys to Butters go after? and Brock and you know Jerry? It'd be cool, and it'd be cool to have a Canadian are. contingent at that level, right? Depends what the upside is. You know, like it depends. Yeah. It depends what the what they can make. Mm-hmm. Depends what the world finals event looks like. Depends mm-hmm. what their goals are. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hansen, I doubt it because he's going to try to make the NFR. Like that's kind of his path. Yep. Brock. Brock Dakota maybe Dakota probably not as much because he doesn't want to be in the U.S. as much because when he was there it wasn't as great. He might he's, be a better team guy I maybe. Ro- I don't know. He's going to be aiming for rodeo this year in our conversation. Actually, so, that's true. He, so he might be. He's going to go on the PRCA side of things. I, so yeah, I don't see him Parsonage. Up for extra. Doubt it. Um, who else? Lonnie West. I doubt it. The, um, the young guns may as well. If it's just a, you just yeah, have I to guess. have a card. Put your name down. They may as well stick their Depends name. Depends who there, they like, get drafted. I mean. Based on conversations we've had with Keith Ryan Cartwright, he's not going to draft any Canadians to the Nashville team. Based on our some of our conversations, it sounds like. Yeah. But I could be it's wrong it, on it's that. Inter- too. It's just Who interesting knows? to think that like that could be a possibility. It's just like a, something new to rodeo and Western sports we haven't seen before, which I think could like inject some fresh life. In it's it. the biggest. It's the biggest change in the format of Western sports in the last like since the PBR started. Yeah. So it's a major, major step. I commend them for doing it. I'm just. I'm picking at a few things here, and I'm really curious as to what what's happens, happen. right? Yeah, hell yeah. And they might not know yet. There might be some, a lot of the stuff that still yeah. is being worked out, right? But I think there'll be a lot worked out. It 100%. is 100% the brainchild of the Global Cup because, like oh, you yeah. said, it's the so Cup's easy sweet, to market man. that it's to awesome anybody. Badass. It's cool just to have, again, like, as a fan of team sports, it's just mm-hmm. cool to see a sport that's like predominantly individual and mm-hmm. is an individual sport yeah. be a, have a team aspect. Try a new cool. way. Yeah. And this could be the, the start of like having those base salaries, having those, yeah. having that's, some of those things. Yeah. That's, Cheating these guys like actual athletes. Yeah. Paying their way to go to different places. And, and the, you, some of these people, like 
So the Ariat Texas Rattlers, based in Fort Worth, are owned by the Fisher family. Arizona Ridge Riders, based in Glendale, Arizona, owned by Teton Ridge. Austin Gamblers, based in Austin, owned by Egon Durbin. And I haven't done enough research on, on the Please teams to know who yeah. everybody is yet. Carolina uh, Chaos, based in Winston-Salem, owned by the uh, league and operated by Richard Childress Racing. So it's actually not owned by the team. Oh. They're operated by rcr kansas city outlaws based in kansas owned owned by pulley outlaws llc i don't know who that is missouri thunder based in ridgedale missouri owned by johnny morris nashville stampede based in nashville tennessee owned by morris communications company and oklahoma freedom based in okc owned by the league pbr and operated by prodigal which is prodigal sports which is brandon bates yeah a lot of the different people that that are on the prodigal side they do some they do agent business in uh, a lot of different major sports so i've always anytime the conversation of these guys deserve salaries these guys deserve uh, you know a whack ton in the bank account before Mm -hmm. they even get on one while i agree with the argument always comes down to it comes down to how many people you're entertaining and love the pbr to death on all sides of the border but they don't entertain enough people to be able to vouch for okay here's a massive salary for you however the Global Cup and its success show that you can get the layman interested. You can get you can get the layman to literally sit down and watch start to finish because yeah. holy shit, what's happening? Well, if you create fans and around the team, exactly. then your team competes. That's like exactly, it's, it's one of those things where you increase that viewership. Wait, well, even even talking to like JB Mooney last or last episode or a couple episodes ago, um, his him being the highest grant money earning Western sports athlete at $7 million is kind of, it's wild that that's like such a small dollar value in the world that's of like professional 15 sports. Years. You know what I mean? Like it's a long, like like David like, makes 12 and a half a year. Yeah. For Austin and Matthews, Austin Matthews yeah. gets a $13 million d- direct deposit into his account every July 1st, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy. But I mean, it's hard to like different scales and different size sports. So yeah, it's so just that scale. Hopefully this is what pushes the PBR yeah. to like yeah, get, maybe get these guys paid things. and like, yep. so that they're actually Agreed. making money and, and you know what I mean? And I think that base salary is important too, but yeah, um, Okay, so the, the Unleash the Beast premier tour with the world champion, that is going to end uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, May 13th to 22nd. That's the world finals now, essentially, in the world the con- the world title race we've seen previously. Then you go on to uh, the team draft going to be on the 23rd, so the day after the world finals in Fort Worth. Okay, P- the PBR team series builds on the ex- existing structure of PBR with the base, same basic rules. Events will be structured with a tournament-style format with all teams competing in head-to-head matchups against different opponents Opponents each day. Each game will feature five riders per team squaring off against another team. Full-team rosters will keep, be comprised of seven riders on the core roster and up to three practice squad members. The team with the highest aggregate score of qualified rides among its riders will be declared the winner of each game. The event winner will be the team with the most game wins across an event with a special bonus round designed as a tiebreaker to determine final event standings. Team formatted bull riding events have been growing popularity since the debut of the Global Cup in 2017, which was predated by the PBR World Cup mm-hmm. back all the way back to like which 2006, were, oh, those 2007. Those were awesome, too. Those were, it's, the same, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, but going back... Uh, Going back to then, the team challenge was another another part of it. Uh, then you got the Cowboys for Cure, another kind of team. Which event, was which was a success for them too. Like that team challenge in Vegas, oh, yeah. it was was great. It was it awesome. was it, it worked at the time, I think, but yeah. it wasn't. I don't know how many yeah. people were going to buy a ticket to go to it either. So I guess well, I don't think you could. It'll be interesting. Yeah, not at the time, but yeah. but this one, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. The these are these are places where they've had events before. Fort Worth being Fort Worth is actually interesting for for the Austin team because with the World Finals just happening there. Yeah. I wonder if there's another one. You know, it's a lot of stuff in Fort Worth. I think that the roster size, the five guys plus three, 
uh, seven plus three. seven plus three really tells us that it's this is eighty guys. That's a big, it's big eighty guys. But where eighty guys come, you know, the end of the, I think it's going to be down to your world finalists and then velocity guys that are in in town. Almost, I don't know if it's going to be just a mm-hmm. anyone interested can put their name down. If you well, got I a wonder because if you got like, well, maybe this is where a guy like Jordan Hansen has a, like an extra place to make some cash because you can put your name down top eighty in the world, and if it. You know, if it he he's can be a practice squad guy, but it's like, hey, yeah. I can come to this event and ride for you guys at this thing. Then maybe you get an event fee. Even, I don't know. Well, a lot of our guys head down south. A, a bull rider knows what his season's looking like on the rodeo side, reasonably yeah, quick in the year. So if you're just having a shit yeah. shit year on the PRCA side, why not? Put but you, you got to declare in May though. But even if you're doing well, but even if you're doing well, like. Like you say, if you kind of just ride the practice roster and you can jump in when you need to, maybe or whatever. Or if, or if you go injuries, there and shoot the lights out, like say. yeah, like there's, there's, it's cool to see. It's gonna see, be cool to see how it all plays out. Yeah, yeah it's really, really, really neat. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay, well, that is uh, a bit on the PBR teams format and what they got on the go here for the season. Got a sweet interview on the way. Yeah, thanks to our our friend Kobe Wanchuk for for taking the time, seeing us here this week. But uh, it's episode 108 of Cowboy Shit. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Our friend Kobe. Moore here today. Thanks for being here. So we'll uh, be back with the interview here right uh, right after this. Our next guest is a CFR qualifier and just made his first trip to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo in 2021. He's a second-generation rodeo clown. <laughs> Welcome to the Cowboy Ship Podcast, <laughs> Colby Wanchuk. What's up, dude? Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> we were like we could not resist pulling in that um, the second-generation rodeo clown part of it. But wait, see, I, like it should be retired second generation yeah right like because you're not you're not in the rodeo no, it's that, in that business anymore right i've been clown for a little while now yeah yeah <laughs> do you miss it <laughs> oh i i don't know if i'd say i missed it but i dang sure loved it while i was doing it oh were, you, were you forced labor in no the, no? no you did it you did that willingly yeah <laughs> yeah it was actually about the best childhood a guy could ask for shoot yeah really got to Play with toys, you know, doing quads and stuff, and yeah, go rodeo everywhere. Yeah, travel yeah. all around rodeo, and yeah, it's pretty so, fun. So, uh, Wacy was joking around a little bit, but but tell us about that, and and like we're we're not trying well, to. For, for the, but for those who don't know, like Colby's dad is Ricky Dicky Wanchuk, like one of the yeah. like longest running and like most famous yeah. rodeo cons we have in in mm-hmm. Canada. He's been kind of a an almost an innovator. When in did that he space When did he too. start doing? When did he even start it? Oh shoot, he's, I think. Uh, 44 years. 44 years. I want to say. Because like a place like Bruce, he's been to every one of, every mm-hmm. Bruce since he's been a, in the rodeo uh, entertainer business, he's been to every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of rodeos he's been at for 
forever. Long time, long before I was born, and and then I got to go to all of them, and yeah, for the, got to grow for, up in the arena from your for your entire childhood, like when you were as soon mm-hmm. as you were born to you know essentially like you did that till you were what 15, 16? Like I don't know when you got out of it. Yeah, I guess probably sixteen, seventeen when I started rodeoing hard and go, yeah. you know trying to ride Bronx and uh, make a real go at it. Mm-hmm. But did you have to like sit your dad down and be like, "Hey, dad, like"? I'm going. I love doing this with you, but it's time for me to go ride South Saddle Bronc horses now. <laughs> uh, I I don't think there was ever really that conversation. He was kind of always fully supportive, whatever I wanted to do, and and he knew I wanted to ride Bronx, so he was excited to see me go do it. Well, and, and it's been, it's like a family affair. Like you you got to spend all that time with your family on the road, going to all these big rodeos around Canada. Like it's a pretty cool way to like grow up and and be around the sport. Like it's, it's it had to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's awesome. Like I got to meet meet so many different people from so many different places. We'd start in in Cloverdale in May and be busy every weekend till the end of September. And uh, I got to grow up in the arena. Got to got paid to act stupid and have fun. <laughs> it's pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Totally. What's your most memorable uh, kind of? I don't know, rodeo or event or day when in that part of your life when, when you were on the road? What do you remember most? I wonder if there's one specific thing or if there's a few things. I'm curious. Um, well, I mean, we, you know, we got to go to some cool rodeos and got to do a lot of cool things along the way. There was uh, one, one big wreck that, <laughs> that I uh, remember Is this Grand Prairie? No, no, this was... Was this, a, was this a wreck with, like, with your dad? Like, when he... Did he hurt himself somewhere? Or was this something in the arena, like a roadie? Like, was this Cloverdale where... where uh, did something really wild happen at Haywire or at Cloverdale? If you let, he might just tell us here. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> well, <there> was, <laughs> I'm curious. There, there was a... We had a few wrecks, I guess, throughout, <laughs> throughout the years. But um, one that I remember a lot is uh, the Lakeland Finals. And I, I don't know, I was about about 14 i think and um we were doing the white house act we blew up the outhouse and uh dad had packed the bomb for it and one of his old buddies come along and started visiting with him and he's chatting away and accidentally packed it a second time and <laughs> oh uh, no that's a pretty small indoor <laughs> arena yeah it's tiny and in st paul and me and my buddy uh Braden, we we thought you know we need to show this up a little bit like it can't just be a big bang it has to look like an explosion and uh we're faster than electricity so we'll put a firework on the inside of this outhouse oh god so oh there's there's not just double but there's extra <laughs> pyro too yeah and and i had figured out how to make smoke bombs at that point so and i figured that you said a, you're 14 i'd figure that'd be a pretty good idea and oh gosh um it's a little indoor arena and when we hit that switch and uh both of us come come out the roof and the skis on that thing on that outhouse that we used to pull it out they've been on it for 30 years and they disintegrated (laughs) and the roof split in half and we weren't fast in electricity that firework hit the roof and blew up in there and we had little welts all over our backs nothing too bad but and that little indoor arena just shook and all the dust come out of the rafters the replay board flickered 
But <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wild. <laughs> what did Emery Erickson think of that? I'm not sure if Emery was still there at that time, but oh jeez, uh, uh, my mom was videoing, and you can you can hear some choice comments out of the stands. But oh god, <laughs> <laughs> so were there were there any of those acts? Did you come up with any of those as you got older, or would you really chip in with your dad like, hey, man, like this would be funny if we threw this here? Or? Yeah, yeah, there was always some of that. I mean, me and and my brother, and there was always you know um, a cousin or. Mm-hmm a buddy of ours that come with us like there's there's always a gang of us going and we'd try stuff all the time we'd look at something we're like well, this would be pretty funny if we did this or it'd be pretty crazy so we'd give stuff a try and that that would cause some of the wrecks we had but <laughs> jeez so that's the most memorable like is there another one another one like it seems i feel like we could go is, there, could is, there, is there is there one that two you hours of this your dad would like put into the schedule for the rodeo and he'd be like oh man like i, don't, I really <laughs> don't want to do this one or i just hate doing this one uh not not really not that i can think of um uh, i guess another good one was uh we'd just spent a few months building a new fire truck the the old one motor blew out of it and a few years later we decided we we're gonna rebuild one and, and uh just got done with it and dad had kinda tried it out in Bruce the day before and just eased around with it and, and then I was I was up in the novice bronc riding in High Prairie and a couple of days later and, and my dad's done High Prairie for a long time and, and he says, Hey, you mind help me today and we'll see what this fire truck can do and and, and so, what do you what does he mean by helping you? What did what did you get roped into? Uh, just do the act, kind of like I always did, I guess. And and at the end of that act, uh, that fire truck stands up, does a catwalk, and then the one tire locks up and it does a donut. Oh, I've never seen the, the video of this. Yeah, and oh man! So we just got done building this thing, and like we had built we had built the gas pedal in the back, and I'd welded it and. I go, no, it wasn't the greatest. I said, we should go buy one, but no, we welded up. And I said, Dad, you're getting a little older. Maybe we should put a, a kill switch, like a breakaway switch, like a sled on it. And uh, he says, no, I was always able to, to knock that gas pedal off and get it stopped on the old one, and we'll be all right. And uh, the brakes we'd put on, we couldn't quite get enough power out of them, so we put a snipe on top of it, this piece of pipe, just to get a little more power, and then that back brake would lock up so he's gonna crank wide open down there and we get going and this thing is way faster than the old toyota <laughs> fire truck it's it's moving and uh he's coming around there and the brake lever bends and that pipe just falls off so he lands oh, flat on his back no. and that gas pedal's wide open and the truck comes around once more swings over top of him hits the ground and i I realize that that engine's still wide open, and and you're up in the up in the basket. Oh, uh, just laying on the ladder up at the end of the ladder, and I started crawling down to try and get to the gas pedal, and I looked up, and I'm not gonna make it before we hit that fence, and so I just rolled off and skidded a little ways, and that truck went wide open into the fence there. Lucky, <laughs> lucky <laughs> high prairies shit. all saw the drill stem pipe fence. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, there was there was a few changes that set up <laughs> after that one. Jeez. Well, that's wild. That's wild. You just build all that stuff out yourself too, right? So it's like, it stuff like that is bound to happen whenever a guy built, like works on stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, I think when it's just like part of it. But that's wild. It's the fun of it too. Yeah, I guess it'd be cool yeah. to like tinker around Dang. and like get stuff dialed in. And mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that gets lost in 
like with like rodeo entertainers and rodeo clowns and stuff, is that it's not just guys being in the arena, just be fucking around being funny, you know, like there's an art to it. You got to be able to like manage people and situations and, and be able to make people laugh. So I think that's something that obviously your dad's been able to do for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's, he's worked very hard at, at doing it the best he can do. And, and like he stresses a lot about it, making sure everything's right and trying to do everything right. And, and spend as much time as he can outside the arena visiting people and and you know trying to promote the rodeo world and and the cowboy cowboy culture i guess and i think something too like that people forget about i think it's easy for people like inside the circle like if you know Ricky and Dennis and all those guys like it's hard to it's easy to forget like the impact that those pe- that they have on people outside of like like the people in Grand Prairie or whatever like they like if your dad taking the time to go talk to some people, like some fans there or whatever, like that's a big impact on people just because they've, they've been around for so long and they're funny and people like to be around. It's like, we even see it with Brinson all the time at the PBR is like when people inter- like Brinson inter- interacts with people at the events, like pe- like they love that shit. Like it's so cool. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it, it brings people in and it, it builds fans. I mm-hmm. mean, it, dad's always, he's always, always about the kids and it's, it's for the kids and, and the kids want to come to the rodeo. They're going to bring their parents. They're going to talk them into mm-hmm. going and they're going to continue on to be fans and it's going to grow the sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as your dad gets older and stuff here, do you ever have to tell him to kind of like dial it back on some of the act stuff or does he just like <laughs> <laughs> does it on his own thing or what? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> had to maybe tell him it's, it's time he quits getting run over by a dirt bike. <laughs> um, what age is your dad? I don't even know this. He is 70 years old now. Just turned 70. Okay. Because there's the one where he does where he rolls the go-kart too, but that's intentionally he rolls the go-kart, right? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. the first time I ever saw that, don't I was give like, it away. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, because anyway, well, it's like the first time I ever saw it, I was like, holy shit, like, this guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he just died. <laughs> but then I, as I got further into the industry, I was like, okay, like, this is, this is happening at more and more places. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was only a couple of years ago he was trying to figure out how to put a bigger motor in it so he could roll it and have it roll right back over on its wheels and keep driving. Jeez, holy crap. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so you said a minute ago you were 14 and you figured out how to build smoke bombs. <laughs> Would you elaborate on uh, how to build a smoke bomb and how this, how this happened? Um, this is not us saying that you should go out and build a smoke bomb yeah, after liability Colby tells issues. you. Yeah, yeah. Not, hypothetically. Not to be tried at home. We're, we're <laughs> trained professionals, obviously. <laughs> yeah, trained for 14 years old. <laughs> no, it's... You guys took a lot of pyrotechnic courses, right? Yeah, yeah. Certified. Yeah, certified courses. Um, it's actually pretty simple. Just mix a little, about 50-50 gunpowder and baby powder. and Really? It just doesn't really burn. What it do just you put smokes it in? like crazy. I just wrap it up in a piece of paper towel and tape the top really? and yeah. No way. And then you just light it on fire from the bottom? Yeah. And just smokes like crazy and doesn't really take off burning. Damn. If you got your measurements right. Yeah, you gotta kinda and you gotta mix it up a bit. Yeah. Baby yeah. powder. <laughs> Jeez. So then then did your dad get you like packing the bombs and stuff too when you were doing it, or is that like that was his job? Those are those are straight gunpowder? Yeah. Yeah. Or what are they? I don't even know I have no idea. There's there's all different. Or is it a trade um, secret? Well, yeah. no, I wouldn't say that, but there's he uses all sorts of different things. I mean, he's got um, like different fireworks and yeah. like bear bangers and and then some he makes himself and all sorts of That's different wild. things. Whatever, whatever will make the right effect and look best for that yeah. part in the act. Huh. Was there is there a clown act 
that you've ever pitched to your dad that you thought was going to be awesome, but he said it was it was no good. I don't know. I think he was. He or was if you were to step into the arena today, what would be your clown? Your like go to clown act? Oh, well, the fi- the fire truck was always a favorite of mine, <laughs> and I, you know it generally went wrong. What you know, quite a yeah. bit, gotten some wrecks with it, but it was always a fun one to do, and and the crowd always loves that one. So, have you been hurt worse clowning or rodeoing? Rodeoing, <laughs> sure. <laughs> is there? Has he have any like injuries from like broken arms or anything from the rodeo clown stuff, or is it um, been to be able to dodge it? Yeah, just just bumps and bruises. I mean, my dad, he's he's had a lot of injuries from it. But he used to do a lot crazier stuff back in the day too. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, took took some pretty good wrecks. He's got a lot of broken bones from it. But I just kind of had bumps and bruises from it, and never anything too serious. What What about uh, what does he his career path look like as far as that goes? He's seventy now. Like, is he does he plan to keep doing it forever? Is it, like is he gonna does he kind of will he pass it on to like Casey at some point or kind of what's I don't I have no idea what's the plan. I, you know, it's it's tough to say. He threatens to retire once in a while. Yeah. Um, like when he had his 70th birthday, maybe I'm getting a little old to be doing this. But he said, but they keep calling and hiring me, so I guess I'll keep going. Yeah. yeah. So well, and, and there's there's no retirement plan for for a rodeo clown. You're mm-hmm. a contractor, but but what what's his real job? Otherwise, I don't know. Like what else he does? Um, he used to be a crane operator. He's pretty well retired now. Just just From clowns. That? Yeah. Okay. And who is that for? Mammoth Crane. It was Mammoth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right on. And that because you guys are in Sherwood Park. Yeah. And isn't that where they're where they're headquartered, or are they somewhere else? Um, they have to have a shop there. Well, they're yeah, they've got a big shop there. They're kind of yeah. all over. I think they're out of Holland, I believe. Oh wow. Okay. They, Cassie they have, uh, I used to work for them. They had offices and stuff in Calgary. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. I met mm. a guy from them on a plane one time. They've worked at some and I worked them for that construction company. They did some stuff with Bull Busting too. That mm. Cody's thing. They would mm. they they used to have crane guys come and stack those trailers at the bull riding. Okay, and it was Mammut. They like sponsored that part of it. I think. Okay. At one point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so that he did that for for a long time. Long time. He he hauled logs for a lot of years. Um, and do you, born and raised Sherwood Park. Is this is that right? I am. You uh, are. He's from up by St. Paul. Oh, he's from up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, right right up by Boyne Lakes, Bedden area. Okay. And, uh, but he's been, I think he's been in Short Park 40, 40 some years. Okay. Um, he's a landman. Um, he rode some broncs, ended up getting on a few bareback horses. Uh, shoot, he's done, he's done a lot of stuff. Done it all. Trucked for a while. got a few bulls or something back in the wild as well, the oh, days yeah, or something. So. Yeah. yeah he's, all those, those old boys, like, that's all they, they got on, they did all that shit. Yeah. They're mm. crazy. So he, uh, how did he get into the clown inside of things? Uh, he was fighting bulls, and um, well, you had to do both back then, didn't you? Wasn't that a part of the deal? Yeah, kinda, and, and he kind of became that guy, and and uh, I think it kind of started out. He'd when he'd jump up on the fence fighting bulls, and he'd have his face paint on, and some kid would start crying. So then he started packing candy, like suckers and stuff, in his pockets, and he'd jump up on the fence and. You know, some kids start crying. There's some little kid there. He had a piece of candy, and and he kind of started to love that side of it, and and um, and being able to entertain and being able to, you know, make people smile and and get kids excited about it, and and just kept 
heading more and more in that direction. Huh. Well, so are we still so are we still on the rodeo clown train? Wherever you want to go, man. Uh, so, so when like you're turning sixty, you're fourteen, fifteen, that age, like when did riding Bronx and following that path come on your radar? Is that was that always the plan from the beginning, or that was? Um, I, I guess I can't I can't put an age on it, but it was kind of always something I was really drawn to. Um, right from little, like uh, I was always the Bronx riding was my favorite event. I wasn't missing it. I'd run up to the fence and watch it. Didn't matter what we were doing. I was. Did you ride steers and stuff too? I rode steers a little bit. wasn't too good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been hard to balance though if you're at the rodeos like with your dad. Every like it'd be hard to get get down the road and that that like if that thirteen, fourteen, fifteen age like make, it would make sense why you probably didn't pursue it as hard as some guys did. Yeah, and that's I uh, you know I do it where where we were and anytime we had a day where we could make another rodeo, dad would take me there and we were gone. But. Um, I guess, yeah, I was always, always wanted to ride Bronx. That's steer riding was just something I could do on the way. And, and, uh, my parents wanted me to, to wait till I grew up a little bit. Cause I was pretty small and scrawny and, and, uh, glad they did probably would have hurt a lot more. <laughs> and so I guess I was, um, just about 17 when I mm-hmm. started getting on Bronx and, just, just like, who were some of your mentors at the beginning then you start like starting at 17 like some guys start in the novice like pretty young at like that 15 14 age so mm-hmm. who, like who's some of the guys that kind of helped you along the way there um well mel mel highlands helped me right from the get-go i mean uh he's friends with my parents and and when he heard i want to ride bronx he went and found a saddle for me he gave me his old chaps and spurs that he rode and and uh Got me all set up and kind of, you know, run me through the basics a little bit. And I was, I was headed my first school, and I was entered at the high school rodeo the next week. And I was, I was dead set. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he's, he still helps me to this day. I still call him. And 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 he was in Vegas too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He come down for for the whole deal and got to hang out and run into lots of old buddies. And that'd be, that'd be the cool part of being able to grow up what you did, like being around the sport and your dad being a guy who's been around it forever. He his Rolodex of people that he knows in the industry is probably never ending. So it'd be cool to have like access to that many people, especially starting out saddlebron riding. Yeah, it's well, it's unreal. I mean, the, the help I've gotten and and uh, you know I knew all the stock contractors before mm-hmm. I started, so I wasn't some scared kid showing up yeah. to the rodeo. You know, I go up and visit with them and ask them about horses, and and they'd help me out and and uh, and then all the committees you know that I met and. The support that I've got, it's it's unreal. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. The people that are willing to help and, and want to help. When was the first school? Whose school was it? And then when was the first high school rodeo? Uh, the first school was one the uh, CPRA put on, and it was a fundraiser for uh, Canadian sports medicine. And there was there was quite a few instructors at it. Um, I think Todd Herzog was kind of he- heading it up, but there was, there was a lot of guys there. Where was it at? In Stetler. Oh, okay. And then I was I was already entered at the first high school rodeo of the spring in St. Paul next weekend. Oh, really? So then you rock and roll from there. And uh, were and you good? Was, were you good right away? Yeah. How long <laughs> did it take to kind of well, do I, it? Bronc riding's hard to learn. It's the toughest. The yeah. Learning like curve that in, in rodeo. and tie down roping are the toughest mm. events to learn, aren't they? Yeah. And um, you know, I went to that school and. I rode a few there, and I thought, oh, this ain't this ain't too bad. And I went to that high school rodeo, and I just about got my first one in there, and like, oh, I'm gonna get this figured out. And then I hit the ground pretty aggressively 
for quite a while after that. <laughs> so did you did you get disheartened at any point there, or were you, you kind of just like stuck with it? And you guys probably a good support system around you too, right? With yeah, people you know, really, really good support system. And I, uh, you know, I. I wouldn't say I ever got disheartened. I, you know, wonder sometimes, like, am I gonna? Am I, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. What am I doing? Why isn't this working? But I guess I was always looking forward, and mm-hmm. and it just more and more started get got it figured out more and more as it went, and got a little easier, a little easier, and wouldn't hit the ground quite so hard, quite so often. What? How old were you for that first school? Was that fifteen, sixteen? When uh, was that? I was uh, sixteen. Sixteen, just about seventeen, I think. Okay, so. It really hasn't been that long, honestly, because no. you're 21 or 22 now. I'm uh, 25. 25 now. Oh, I have my shit. numbers way off. <laughs> uh, but seriously, that's only like nine mm. or ten years to mm. get to, from being there to, 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 you know, like you said, you weren't great at steer riding, and then go and yeah. do a school at 16, and then less than 10 years, you're at the NFR. That's that's a pretty neat progression. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, you know, there's a lot of horses went into it. How it, many, it, you think? Oh, I couldn't even say. I mean... Um, I Vermilion at Lakeland College there. I got on a pile of horses there. You went to school there too, right? Yeah, and that's the three years I was there. I I got on a pile, and that's it was awesome. We had kind of unlimited horses as long as it wasn't too cold. A buck. Mm-hmm. That's get a great facility there. Like, would, you, and who been, all brings you, horses? I've been there lots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's like uh, like Woodward's bring tons over there, right? Yeah, Walkers does sometimes too. Yeah, outlaws. Yeah, uh, like Chunky Woodward, he's he kind of runs it and he gets the horses lined up and he's always there telling you get on another one. Yeah. And he's got to uh, have around old chunky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real good. And, and then C5 rodeo, they, they probably bought, brought the bulk to the school. Yeah, yes. There. We were like, when we talked to Tyson the other couple weeks, we said that's how like really good buck a lot of horses out there. So it's, it's good to have yeah. access to that. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a pile of contractors that come there, like all the McDonald's, that oh, country yeah. and Dwayne Bull and Ash Cooper and yeah, you know there was lots of guys came there. We were always always well, have lots between of like the college rodeo in there and the amateur rodeo that's close, like Lakeland WRA. Like that's like all around there. So it's like you can get to a, you can get a lot of horses in in one year. Yeah, just by being in Vermilion in a sense, it's kind of like a rodeo hub in a sense for Alberta. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's basically Vermilion or Olds for college mm-hmm. rodeo in Canada. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. And 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 U of S had a team. Some of the other ones are starting to get yeah. teams and practices yeah. together Lethbridge a little bit. Lethbridge has one now, too, I think. Oh, do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but at the time, yeah. this is, yeah. I guess, only like six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still mostly, mostly, those are the two big ones, I guess, is what I should s- Yeah, that had, had practice facilities and, yeah. and regular practices. And you just have kick-ass bull riding in Vermilion. Oh, the PBR was so much set. fun. Because it was yeah. right on... Um, Valentine's Day. Yeah, and it was right on... February. Uh, uh, Dawn's School. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. It was a, that was a rocker of a... Of a show, badass, man. I remember going there when so I was like fun, 16, dude. 17, 18, like oh, during man. that bull riding school. We had a fucking fun, time. so much fun, man. That was like I love every moment that I spent in Vermilion in my life has been so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been a blast. They, they know how to have a party there. Oh, dude, that's, how many hours do you think you put in at the zoo? Oh, that's that's <laughs> tough to say. I even worked there. <laughs> you worked at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> what did, what was your job at the zoo? Were you a bouncer? Uh, well, me and a few buddies part time. We uh. We would go in and run the shots bar once in a while. Oh they have ladies' God. nights. Really? <laughs> was would Danny have been there too? Yeah. Yeah, Vendetta Meal, that fucking guy. Oh, yeah, geez. that's actually his Danny and I were the 
the, the first boys. two that got it started and then it was kind of just we'd take turns on the rodeo team going and helping oh, out that's so good for ladies night oh well wow. that's so for so for those who don't know who are listening the zoo is like vermilion's college like call it's a college town bar like college bar, if you're yeah. if you're in vermilion like you're they're partying there every night at the zoo like it was a i've had a lot of fun times there i got abandoned by tim lipset and cody floyd one weekend you got we what abandoned abandoned yeah so we were uh <laughs> you got left at the so bar we like did so, you stay there overnight oh uh, so here's the story here's the story we uh we were we were all living in Saskatchewan still, and I just got done my first year on the rigs, and I was like, "Hey, let's go rodeo." Let's go and party. So they, Tim and Cody, called me like, "Hey, man, we're going to go to Vermilion. It's college rodeo. It's like the Little Royal, I think, or whenever the spring, yeah. whatever the spring college rodeo That's there is. Little Royal, it, yeah. yeah, it's a blast. Like, yeah, we're gonna get on bulls and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so we show up there. We go right. We get there uh, Thursday night. Go straight to the zoo. Cody. Cody was gotta seeing, go. It's only two hours away. Gotta go early. Cody gotta was gotta seeing somebody. Be there a day early. <laughs> Well, it was like it was like both <laughs> Cody and Tim were in Regina, and I was like by Saskatoon, so it was oh, far okay. enough drive. But anyways, it was like three hours. Yeah, yeah like three hours. <laughs> and they uh, so anyways, Cody, Cody didn't start till seven o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> Cody, Cody, and well, we weren't even rodeoing. They said we can we go get on riding. bulls. We were, we weren't. But Cody and Tim were seeing were seeing people there, like girls. Oh, so we get to the bar, and they're not even old enough to get in the bar, so they get kicked out right away. And then I'm oh. by myself, so I have in to the like, bar. In the bar, like well, at least you're in the bar, not by. I yourself. didn't know where they were, so oh. like I like it. I didn't know where I was staying. They had all my shit in their truck, like oh, they were no. gone. So luckily, I had some friends from back home. We we're going to school in Vermilion. Like, hey, yeah, come stay at our townhouse, like uh, Lehman. Uh, no, it would have been like some friends from like around Nakam area. Oh, They're okay. like some doing some ag courses and stuff. Oh, like not even rodeo guys. Yeah, they weren't even oh. rodeo people. So, anyways, I was Luckily like, you like had I, friends. I legit, I, I, that's where I, that's where I met Armando the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, so he was partying there and I like met this Mexican guy. I was like, he's like, was like yeah, bull riding, yeah, tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so we partied with him and I, and then I didn't see Tim and Cody until the Saturday night at the, or at the perf of the rodeo. What? You just and had I, no clothes, no shaving kit? And I was pissed because, like, 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 hey, we're going over a million. They probably didn't answer their they phones. Had, they're answering their fucking phones. Like, just, abandoned didn't me get on any bulls. didn't get on any bulls and then all of a sudden I'm sit- so i'm sitting in the stand just fucking <laughs> glaring down cody and tim because they're seeing with their little girls and they're just hanging out oh, and then geez. all of a sudden I, all of a sudden someone yells at me from behind the shoes like hey wait so you want to get on some bulls and i was like fucking right so I, like go to the tim and i get his truck and then get his keys and i end up getting on bulls but yeah they abandoned me for like two days oh wow million, just because they're chasing tail did you ever get abandoned in vermilion <laughs> <laughs> he lived there <laughs> he is vermilion <laughs> oh, i wonder i wonder though no. there's got to be some fun zoo stories from i the mean can't say i ever got abandoned I was, What's I was the wildest thing that happened as a shooter guy? <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. How many of the well, how wait. many of the of the Cougs did body shots? So were you, you were you <laughs> <laughs> were you guys like you know like as like ranchers used to have the shooter girls? You'd walk around like the Jack Daniels holster and just like would pour Jack Daniels down your mouth. Yeah. Was that what you guys did? No, <laughs> no. We we just stand up there and we had a a big folder with all the different shots and because you didn't know it was actually our first yeah, night there. It. Um, a buddy of ours, he had, he just got a big scholarship and he had already, he already had got a bunch of scholarships, pretty smart guy had already paid off his schooling. So this scholarship was getting left at the zoo that night. (laughs) He had just straight cash in his pocket. Yeah. And he'd come up to the shooter bar and was going to spend all there. So I learned how to make shots in a hurry that night. (laughs) (laughs) He'd come up and order 20 at a time. And oh my God, jeez. Hi, so, do, would you guys do like the one for you, one for me policy ever, or was it? <laughs> uh, not at Liberty Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play. Well, the zoo's the zoo's closed now, so I mean, yeah, but no, that's oh cool. yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Know, uh, we know, uh, we know, we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Dang. So then, did you you would have graduated from Lakeland? Yeah, what'd you, what'd you study? With? Yeah, yeah. would you take uh, power engineering? Damn. So well, I guess I was actually in school in Lloyd. Yeah, but lived in Vermilion and and practiced in Vermilion. Mm-hmm. So. So who were, did you and who, then who, did you 
continue on with the schooling after that? Or do you have a two-year degree or is it a four-year program or how does it work? Uh, it was a two-year um, for... Diploma? Yeah. So like you, the first year you get your fourth class power engineering, the second year you get third class. And I, well, I'm about, I'm about to run out of time, I think, to go get my steam time for my third class. So I might just be stuck with that fourth class. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you didn't quite finish the last one? No, I... I okay. You got to get six months in in a plant, and been oh, you got to go to work with them. Yeah. Oh, you've been, oh, been busy in rodeoing that. in the yeah. meantime. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of took off and went rodeoing. That's so. fair. Hey, well, you're making a living doing this. Exactly. You don't yeah. need to go back to that. Yeah. That's what happened to me too. <laughs> Never went back to school. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back next. Yeah. Time. It's like next yeah. year. That's ten years later. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. So Here who? Are. So you mentioned like being around some of the cool people, like the stock contractors and stuff in Vermilion. Like, were there some guys hanging around there that were mentors for you as well, or was it kind of just a oh, yeah. learn by doing kind of thing? Or um, kind of learn by doing. I mean, um, there were there were a lot of guys and a lot of contractors that come by that used to rodeo. Like Dwayne Pillman, he was up there. He used to ride Bronx, and he'd help out quite a bit. And you know guys that were already rodeoing would come and practice once in a while and help out and they'd always have a good school every year and uh and then you know there's a quite a few of us there at that time like my first year we get 42 horses bucked in a night no problem Damn. guys many, would be looking for more horses <laughs> how, so how, who else was there at the time I, I don't i have no idea right now oh um danny Danny, Dan, yeah. Okay, you got Danny. Uh, Dan the man, Danimal. Chase Wiffle. Um, oh, okay. Mason Helmetzi. Um, shoot. There was there was so many guys, like especially that first year, there was a pile. And yeah. and a lot of guys that a lot didn't. A guys turned out. A lot of guys that didn't carry on, but, um, but college rodeoed and wanted to practice. And yeah, a lot of guys that carried on. And, oh, that's great. And are doing good now. And um, we... We just get horses bucked, and at that time they allow you to serve booze at the practice, so the stands would be oh, full for every yeah, practice. Every, like Wednesday night practices for a million were fucking rowdy. Really? Yeah. Oh man, they would like it would be like beer and pizza, and they they would fill them up. And people, yeah. Like the kids would just come get drunk, and then you get the random people who'd want to get on a bull or whatever just to like. What better way to start riding a bull than and drunk at, at a practice pen <laughs> on a Shane Franklin bull that hasn't seen a person in its whole life? <laughs> well, but V and them started taking those bulls to yeah. The, when yeah. Monty, Monty, when Monty like did a lot yeah. of cool stuff there in Vermilion, mm-hmm. like he was he was cool to have. Around Monty's there. still probably close by there now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's closer to Hannah now. Yeah, like. he's a little oh, further he? south these days. Yeah. But oh, okay. yeah, he spent uh, he brought bulls he there, there for a long time. time. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever do anything crazy at the fun rodeos? You ever like enter any of the other events like bull riding or bareback riding or whatever, or just um, or you just kind of. We did have one fun rodeo, and it was the. Um, now I can't remember exactly what they called it, but it was a big, the the biggest fun rodeo, and and they'd have. Uh, didn't didn't because he used to get Lane Laplante to come announce it. Yeah, and he always just get crippled announcing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they like they did that year. They had it. Um, where every program, like Egg Business, had a rodeo queen. And that was oh, Tyrell Foose. Nice. Was riding, you yeah. know, riding Bronx, too. And, and uh, like, each program put in a queen. And it was, that night was just a wild, fun one. I mean, and someone entered me in, in the barrel racing and pole bending <laughs> and everything as well, too. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't know. It was it was good fun. We were doing rescue races and stuff like oh, that man, that night. I, I ran down to go pick Tyrell Foose up, and he went to jump at me, and my horse spooked and went over backwards. <laughs> oh, and no. <laughs> the whole wreck, but... 
that's pretty that's, fun. That's the like the one thing like to give kudos to Vermillion. Like they did a really good job. Like they didn't just have the rodeo team in. It just like they would do like the fun rodeos, and you guys would do like. There's like so much. Other I want to go to practice. Yeah, there's like there's so much yeah. cool stuff that they would do. Like the schools that they'd bring in. Like everything was run through like their ag department, the rodeo team. They just really engaged that community of people and yeah. had some really cool stuff going. Like band in the sand. Like yeah, that's really cool stuff too. They and that's and they like everything's the students are involved. Like band in the sand is run by students, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's been a huge success for them. I mean, they sell that arena out. They put 2,400 people in that little arena, and <laughs> that's wild. And that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's a, it's a cool facility. Like it's old. It's an older facility, but I mean, done a great job. They, though. I know. Yeah, they're awesome. Like Jim Lateheiser was Battle River Rodeo for a long time, and then Battle River sold to Blaine Fison, right? But uh, he was the kind of ran that for a long time. Then Lee McMillan was there for mm-hmm. for quite long a while. Time. Those guys had that thing rocking for a long time, and then yeah. uh, I don't know. Actually, uh, was it Ashley? Uh, uh, Nicholson? Well, Ashley Nicholson was there for a and while. Then, but then she married Kiefer, Kiefer right? Yeah, just Ashley yeah. she's yeah. there now. Uh, Caitlin Ellis was there. That's right. Who's Ty's uh, Ty sister? And Ty, uh, Ty's sister Morgan married Riley Warren, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Caitlin married uh, Grady Brandon. And uh, and now Ashley Watts in there. And, and I've been going up there. We had a school there this fall, and I've been going helping out some of the practices. My brother's up there in school now. And Is he Bronchiden too? I don't, I, don't know, I don't know this. Yeah, he well, he he started a couple of years ago. He hasn't been on a whole pile yet because there, you know, hasn't really been much practice, you know, much mm-hmm. practice pens the last couple of years. And he he's pretty handy team roper and calf roper, and he's going hard doing that now. Nice. But he's starting to get the bronc riding figured out. He's he's it's coming for him. How old is he? He is um, nineteen. Okay, and the bronc riding like a lot of guys aren't really good off the bat. Like it takes it takes a long time to. And like I wanted to ask about that because uh, I remember getting on like a, like a bucket machine and I felt like I could spur that thing good in the bronc. I, I, could, I, was, I could ride though. I could ride the roll beaters on the bucket. I got on Davy Shields awesome. seniors bucket machine at the Medicine Hat Canadian Finals one year when I was like yeah uh, yeah we were just there watching yeah but I like rode and I was like I'm gonna be the greatest bronc riders ever lived. <laughs> 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 but it but it's it's uh, hard man. But actually like I remember doing that and I thought that was the coolest thing. We had like the Robo Bronc or Robo Bull or whatever and mm. I was like riding the heck out of that thing and you know it, I felt. I always want to be bronc rider. It's cool. then, it's, what's the, it's, there's a reason. The like classic. There's nothing better than like good saddle bronc riding. Oh yeah, I love I love watching good saddle bronc riding. It's so fun. Even like with that performance we went to at Dana Far this year, like they're just so cool to watch. Oh the yeah, top level guys. Pollockville is amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, Pollock Pollock is so Calgary, like Calgary was Calgary outstanding this year. This year. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, but my point would be in those. I got on a couple steers with a bronc saddle. and I got fucking demolished every <laughs> fucking time. Cause that was just it just happened so fast. Yeah, and like I didn't ride bulls that good either to know like what was going on. But like, oh man, it was awful. Like I couldn't imagine getting on bucking horses because I only did that one time at a stag party at Billy at Scott McBride's house. That <laughs> 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 was my lone bronc ride. But uh, but like to actually have a bucking horse, like I you feel like, like I'd be in the swells like every time, just saving trying to save my life because it's actually the backwards. To actually ride and spur a bronc, it's actually the opposite of what a guy wants to do, right? Well, it's 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 so opposite of everything you learn riding steers or riding a saddle horse or you know even a ranch bronc. Like you want yeah. to do everything so different, and uh, in in order to be successful at, you got to really train your body and and make that muscle memory because you can't you can't figure it out what you're doing. It mm-hmm. like you, you can't have think to about it you're you on. can't think about it. It happens fast. Mm-hmm. So it takes and it takes like a long time. Like how many how many bronks did it take till you felt to just like click that? Because it happens yeah. to any like anybody who competes in rodeo. Like 
if you stick at it and you put the work in, like it'll eventually one day just click for you. Like when was that moment for you? Well, that's I like I went a whole year where I'd uh, reach out, mark them out, and that that'd be about that as was it. All I get figured, yeah. and I'd hold my feet, and I was waiting. You know, they all tell me they're gonna blow your feet for you. I'd be waiting for that, and, and my ass would be head, flying the about the third jump, and <laughs> and it was it was pretty well a whole year, and I guess. I was at the high school rodeo in Pinocchio, and uh, I got on this horse at Dol- Darcy Hollingsworth, and it's this nice old horse, and I, like I said, I couldn't get my feet to come out of the neck. I couldn't mm. figure that out, and this horse rolled out of the chute, had to move to the right, and my right foot blew out of the neck, and then he had to move to the left, and my left foot blew out of the neck, and holy shit, my feet are back. Like now I'm, what? St- I'm still on the saddle, <laughs> and I tried to spur once and was a bit behind, kind of got rattled, and held on for another one and okay and i went and there was the timing and it was i spurred him well i spurred him for a few seconds after the whistle because i'm like this is this is, this this is what it's supposed cool. to feel like this <laughs> yeah, is what i'm cool. trying to do and how, and that was high school finals so that was like maybe a year later or six or eight months later that that was um well i was just at the high school rodeo i guess would be yeah like eight months later yeah like that was at the fall rodeo and wow. i'd started that spring and uh from there i started to kind of ride him and spur at him at the high school rodeos. I still got bucked off a lot, but started going at him. I had the feeling a little yeah. bit, you know, I could, I could feel something and, and knew what I was supposed to be going, you yeah. know, didn't always work out, but I knew how to try. <laughs> huh. And then it finally just comes together and, it's, and then here you are now. Yeah. Well, but then you go, I want okay. I wanted to get into something before we move on from the Vermilion days. Cause we, kay. we got some inside info from a friend of ours, Taylor value. Mm-hmm. Um, they pulled quite the, uh, April Fool's prank on you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the same sprinter van that's in the that's in the front of. Oh, the, so and I also have some more info. We on have the some van. more. Yeah. So what? So why don't you tell us what they did to you, or what they did for you? I guess or <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> well, uh, Taylor, she's she's pretty handy with that graphic design and and uh, works at a print shop. Yeah, and and was working at a decal shop there, and um, I guess well, Ricky Warren and, and Jake Watts, and they. Uh, Come up with the nickname Pierogi Bandit for me one night. You're sitting around. How much alcohol was involved? How uh, tough to say enough. again. Tough to say. <laughs> enough, yeah. And I guess I'm maybe about the only Ukrainian bronc rider going. And you so can't think of many others. And you're right at the beginning of the pierogi belt. Sherwood <laughs> Park. Like you're right at the. That's kind of where the pierogi belt starts in in Canada. And it works I can't think of any other. Come come from the heart of it. Yeah, you're right in right? it. Right. Yeah. In if it. your dad's from up by St. Paul, that's really that's heavy. You're close to Vegreville, and there's that's the Ukrainian yeah. capital of Canada, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and so yeah, Taylor, she uh, found a picture of me on on a bronc in Oakdale, California, and uh, photoshopped the horse out of it and. Put a pierogi underneath me. <laughs> put it, it was, uh, we'll, we'll be posting this picture huge. when we release Kobe's episode, so don't, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, like, it was huge. It covered the whole side of the van. Great big decal on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we need like, be. What's the who's a uh, pierogi company? We get you get yeah, a sponsorship with Chimo. <laughs> Chimo, Chimo <laughs> pierogi. <Yeah. laughs> we can. Bro- <laughs> <laughs> that could really that could come in handy. <laughs> Imagine the big Chibo patch on his head. He's another Baba Jenny. <laughs> Baba Jenny's pierogies. <laughs> Could be good. This is Kobe Wan, Chuck the Pierogi Band. If you don't eat Chimo, then fuck you. <laughs> 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 oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, so, did you get them back yet? How no? Wait, how long did you keep the sticker on oh the side yeah. of your van? Or did you 
I hope you toured it around for a bit. That was so. It it was on there for a while. At um, it was, they did it when it was dang cold out, so the decal didn't stick the greatest, and it it started to get a little. It started to rain a bit, and the pockets were all filling up with water, so I had to take it off. And now my mom and dad have it hanging up in the porch of their house. (laughs) We're gonna work on this chimo thing for you, and we're gonna get a new one made. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow. Okay, so and you're in the van, which said sticker was on, has a pretty sweet name too. That's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so I thought a long time. I, 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 I thought a long time about that. Well, Jake Watson, he got a van a year or two before me, and uh, uh, he named his Pamela Vanderson. <laughs> so I had to come up with something, you know. Just as good or better than that. And <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. How many yeah. hours behind the wheel did it take you to, to dream that one up? Oh, quite a few. Quite a few. I had a list even of possible names. What What are some of that hit the uh, hit the floor out that got cut, that got snizzed? Oh, um, shoot. Jennifer Vaniston. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, Ivanka Trump. <laughs> no, I, I had a few. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck, those oh. are so good. I want to get a van now. <laughs> get Cole Whitty name in front of That's what the best else? part of getting a van. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, what, uh, I wonder what other ones were on there. Or what other that's, van names you could come up oh, with. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. Let's have a contest. If Colby ever gets a new van, we'll have a contest just for the naming rights of the van. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. What other? What else can you put into one? I want to try and think one up right now. Storm, you got anything? Any sweet van names? Okay. We'll come back to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna dream up some van names too. Cause you're gonna oh. like, will it will this always be will will your van always be Scott Joe Vanson or will you like have to get a new van new name? Uh, you have to re, you have to be a new name. Can't yeah. be the same van name. It's gotta yeah. be a new name. Yeah. Yeah. So how long? How we lay Scarlet to rest. That's that's the end. That's the next. She's gone forever, man. Dang. R.I.P. I feel like there's something to, with that you could do like uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Something about a van there, but doesn't doesn't make sense. Has to have like a hand in it. Like like, like Jennifer Aniston or like you know what I mean Han. or like John Va- Van John Solo John Van <laughs> Van <laughs> so well, John Ham I I come up with some some other good names but I figured it better be a a girl's name Yeah, it's true Okay, it's true. That's a good point. It's like I I even come up with Vanny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sh- that's the short bus. <laughs> that's a fucking good one too. That's a good. Sh- Oh, <laughs> oh the storm! The heater, Van- Evangelina Jolie. That could that could come in handy. Ooh, I like that. One. I like that one. That's good shit. Vanny Berry. <laughs> <laughs> good try, Teddy. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of who would who would be. Uh, we can we can, so we can do. We can just park this and circle back. Let's circle end. back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take this offline and come back. To it later. <laughs> yeah, we'll circle back. Um, uh, so, so when a strong suit of mine. So when it when did the decision to go pro come? Like what? Like when? Like you fixed it nov- in the novice. Yeah, right? but I but like after the like when did you like just hit the trail, start going down south and and that kind of thing? Even. Um, well, I guess well, like 2016, um, we rodeoed about as hard as you can in Canada. We're, um. Uh, CPRA, Novice Rodeo, and CCA, LRA, WRA, Chinook. Um, Who are you traveling with this? That uh, Cole Ashbacker, Ricky Warren, and Tom Knight. Nice. Oh, I so know Tom. We had, Aussie. Yeah. We had a real good crew going, and we got, uh, I think we figured out to, it was like 140 rodeos Jesus. in Canada. And, oh, uh, shit. Like semi-pro, like all of it. Yeah, we Dang. we were going everywhere. We were. Did you make every finals at all those ones? Yeah, 
Nice. That's pretty badass. Yeah. It was it was a fun year. It was it was pretty cool. And so that'd be CFR in Edmonton too, hey? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh then twenty seventeen I guess I was well, I was gonna still novice rodeo and, and uh but try and start entering on my permit going south a bit and I ended up hurt pretty well all that year. I I uh well, I got hurt in the spring and just come back and got hurt again and but things went pretty good that year and I made some money at the pro rodeos and, and uh so when as soon as the season ended in October I had my car bought and I was I knew I was going. I was ready to go rodeo and go hard. Well, and, and Cole, so Cole Ashbacker, he's kind of had the same trajectory and almost like same path as you. Like he grew up in a rodeo family, been around it forever. So is he kind of a guy that you like you lean on still, or you guys still hang out, quite a, travel together now, or what's that look like? Uh, we're not we're not traveling together now, but we've we've traveled together quite a bit, and and you know I get along real good with Cole. We like I said we kind of yeah come up through the same programs and we're college rodeoing together and and rodeo together and then um first year pro uh him and uh dawson dom and i were going and and yeah and he's starting to starting to really come on mm-hmm. and because he was knocking on the door at the nfr this year too like he was not too knocking, far out he of was it. yeah he was what he was 20 some wasn't he uh, yeah i believe uh, he was in the top 30 i believe and yeah and i forget the number shoot, exactly rode real good at the canadian finals and yeah he's got a good start on this year already too so and so, how's it going for you this year? So, like for twenty twenty two, so far, I don't, I haven't looked at the standings in a while. I don't even know. Uh, the only, the only thing I've been to for the twenty twenty two season was the Chase Hawks. Uh, oh yeah, that's cool. Out the NFR. Yeah, and um, had a just a really nice horse there. Not quite enough to place, but went pretty good. I I haven't been going to too much. Kind of was a little sore up after the finals, so I've been getting worked on, getting healed up. Yeah, getting ready to start in Denver here in a couple weeks, and then give her denver rapid city fort worth kind of yeah. biggins yeah but w- and and so i guess uh i'm curious on strategy a little bit but but now you're going with uh chase brooks and sage newman how'd you get hooked up with those guys they're both montana guys um i i guess uh i in 2017 i traveled with sage a little bit ricky warren and, and sage and i we went just to a few rodeos while i was healthy on my, on our permits and and um Chase, we traveled a little bit in in 2019, and then uh, 2020. There we just when everything got shut down, and then we were starting up again in the spring. We kind of got together and said, "Let's let's give her a go." And mm-hmm. and yeah, we get along real good. We're Tanner Butner travels with us too from Wyoming, and um, uh, we we get along real good. Have fun make a lot of miles so when you're from when you're the only canadian guy in that crew though what's the traveling like do you fly down to meet him in denver are you in the states all the time now like what like once you leave for denver you're jumping in the truck like in the van and meeting them is is it your van do they have vans scott johansson yeah how many uh, do they have like a van gang uh or it's a gang of vans yeah we've been mostly in mostly in my van i guess uh the last couple of years and uh sage he just bought a a new rig a a real sweet one. They only made like 140 of them. So what is it? 1995 Dodge Scotty, and it's uh. I gotta look this up. It's a one-ton pickup, but it's got a camper built oh, onto it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You can you I've can walk through, and it's got three beds and full bathroom, full kitchen. Probably just guzzles fuel though. Is it pretty good? It's pretty good. Nice. It's pretty good. He, he gets. He said he was getting 
uh, 19 miles a gallon on its maiden bad. voyage, and he was doing some work to it. So I think we're gonna take that this winter. No way. That'd that's this. So that's this rig. It's not a dually rig, though, is it? Or is it a single? Uh, his isn't. Qu- his isn't that big. It doesn't have the. Chad and Pank and those guys. Is this the kind of thing like that one? Yep. That's it. It's like it's like the precursor to the Capri Camper. It looks like single cab, but you can walk right through it. Yeah, you can walk through it. No way. And it's got twelve valve in it. Twenty thousand bucks U.S. to buy one. They're hard to cut. They're hard to find though. Yeah, not too many of them out there. You probably could just trick it out in a retro van. Does it still have the sweet blue and uh, and uh, blue and pink stripes on it? Is that Uh, the colors? His is his doesn't have the pink, but it's got blue blue racing stripes on it. Really? You guys gonna get some sweet blue and silver? Man, it would look good to have a big Chimo sticker right across (laughs) the (laughs) front. This is kind of an unknown, but the progi pen thing, like it's like uh, we're gonna make this a movement. Yeah, get Chimo. We're gonna get Chimo on board. The pro you brand it rads with Cheeto. Chimo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so, uh, but uh, but strategy though. So you guys are trying to hit everything you can. Or are you going to? Uh, are you going to? Are you spend some more time up know. here next year? Yeah. yeah. What's it look like? Yeah. Yeah. Because well, with them, it's probably tough because you got to duck off and fly back and forth a bit. Well, they want to come up here and, and try okay. and make the Canadian finals too. I mean, um, I mean, is that okay on the vaccine stuff? Like, is that all okay? Or do they got to wait till that's done? Or what's the deal? I guess we yeah, are. We're gonna have to see. We're gonna we'll have, have to see what the government does here. Um, yeah. I'm really hoping we get a full season up here next year. Yeah. Me um, too. Been missing. Been missing lots of Canadian rodeos, but yeah, it was, it was wild to see like at the CFR this year. Like like you and Ben weren't there. A few of the other like Scott Gunther wasn't there. Yeah, like some of the top guys who are, who you expect to be at the Canadian finals not seeing them there was kind of weird. And that's I like I I wish I wish I would have got up here a little bit more, but you know I you got to yeah you got to do what you had to do right yeah, yeah. kind of got got to follow the money and, one. Yeah. and yeah. try and get to Vegas. So that was that was number one. Well, well, then, like, so looking back on last season, when did getting to Vegas become a reality? Or was that, like, obviously, that's a goal for most guys heading into each year. But when were you like, oh, shit, like, I'm actually going to do this? Oh, that's that's tough to say. There's there's someone someone all the time telling you, oh, you, you got her made. Yeah. And that, that started in after San Antonio in the winter and long ways away then. And yeah. I, I wasn't... You know, I wasn't real comfortable that I made it till into September. Yeah, till the till it's all <laughs> till the dust is settled. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it was it was looking like I was sitting pretty good, and it was it was a lot nicer. Like the last couple of years, I kind of been just on the outside of it, heading mm-hmm. heading into the end well, of this year. Twenty first in twenty nineteen. <clears throat> 2020, uh, 2019 twenty 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 nineteen would have been your first CFR, right? In the Bronc Yeah, yeah, which is really, which that would have been red red deer. So that's cool. Mm. Nice. But but to be twenty first and win sixty eight thousand, you're not very far out. You probably only missed it by about six or seven grand, eh? Uh, th- maybe less. I I can't. I think it was. I think it was a bit more than that. But okay, it wasn't all that far out of it. You know, had a had a chance to right at the end, and and uh, it's tough rodeoing that way. It's tough when you got to go get. You know, you got to go get on everything. You got to go try everything, and I got to be winning everywhere. Yeah, and you got to yeah. be winning. It was it was a little nicer this year. Could kind of just roll along and enjoy it and you know still a little still a little worried still trying still want so to make you, sure and are you the kind of guy who like watches the standings or kind of where you're out there you kind of just let it like do you do your job and let the cards fall where they may um more just go ahead do your job you know take it one horse at a time one jump at a time and just do what you know how to do and you know it's all gonna work out how it's mm-hmm. gonna work out so when and when did you like 
like you said, kind of end, end of September would have been that when you had that sigh of relief, like, okay, I made it. Now you can kind of like start preparing for that. So what was that? What was that time frame from when, like, okay, I made it. Now I got to get ready for Vegas. What did you do in that meantime to get dialed in? Well, I, uh, I guess I kind of took a bit of time, just go hunting and not worry about rodeo for a while, and which I think is good. I think I, you know, I'm starting to do that more and more when I get the opportunity to go. Mm just do something else clear my mind and and then i got got in the gym and um uh brad clifford there with migration unlimited he had me he's uh had me in the gym there in calgary and we're working out and i was doing stretches and going for chiropractic and different treatments get feeling good and and uh you know that i guess that was probably the last last three or four mm-hmm. weeks before the finals started really working at it so what was your what was the feeling riding into the first round? Even the, I guess even the grand entry you'd been part of it. I guess like what was that even, like? Even just like like, the, en- like showing yeah. up or entering like w- yeah like going to going to the banquets the first couple nights and all that like get your back number about, yeah, yeah yeah tell us about Vegas like what was the experience like going for the first time? It's well, it's pretty crazy like it's it's all exciting. There's so much going on and and um, I was really working actively to take take time to sit back and take it all in and mm-hmm. enjoy it because it's it happens fast and they keep you busy there like you don't get much time to to just go take off and do whatever you want and uh so it was all exciting it was all fun and you know go in the first day and take pictures and and do the grand entry practice and that's that's what it was like okay I'm, I'm actually here I actually made it like <laughs> yeah. it's time to go yeah yeah but it was fun. It was it was fun and and uh, exciting and pretty crazy time. What was your What was your the feeling standing on the back of the chutes over top of your first horse? Did the night where you want to puke? Did you want to? What you What was, I, what was going I, through your head, man? Can yeah. I guess one thing quickly? Yeah, I guess. I just don't want to get fined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's in the grand entry as where it yeah, starts. Walking true. on the site. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I don't know. I guess I've. I don't really get too too nervous or worked mm-hmm. up, and and I thought I might there, and you know I just kind of looked around I'm like yeah that's pretty sweet. No, I wasn't. But it's just not. I was just excited. Yeah, once you get in the shoot, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's nothing different. Yeah, same thing you're doing all year. Yeah, and uh, and for your whole career, you know, all year and all, and all the practice pens, you're riding like it's tenth round in the NFR, and then you get there and it's just another I've practice been doing this pen for years. Yeah. yeah, talk about how it went though th- that week. Um, it was, it was pretty good. I, I guess I'm not satisfied. Yeah. I'd say. Like you would want, you want to win more. Yeah. I want to do better and I'm excited to get going again and, and, you know, try and make again and try and do it better. Um, but I, I can't complain. I was, you know, it was a pretty awesome week, pretty mm-hmm. fun and, and had a few good horses, few good rides and, and I had a pile of family and friends come down. It was well, I didn't realize that your dad has like was it ten or eleven different like brothers and sisters or something? Is that uh, right? Thirteen brothers and sisters. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit! So you got a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins <laughs> that were all. Yeah. Uh, how many tickets did you have to? Reunion how many tickets did you have to buy to uh, as extras to go to the she, rodeo? My mom, she was. Which I was. I was glad she was taking care of that side so enough to worry about any of it. But yeah. she had spreadsheets, Excel <laughs> sheets, and, and was okay. buying tickets from yeah. everyone in the country and oh, and lining it all up and. I, like there had to be, I think she she had organized for forty different people for tickets at different times, different wow, days. Wow, crap! And, 
Yeah. Who else you buy tickets from? Like, did you talk to Zeke and talk to uh, Dawson and all the other? At least you. At least you had a five or six guys <laughs> yeah. there this yeah. time. Uh, Plus somebody else. Some from some of them, but like from uh, Danes and Robinsons and and yeah. some other families that have have tickets have season tickets down there mm. and, and weren't going to be down for the whole time. Yeah. Well, well, talk a bit about like being able to share that moment with your family. Like, it's, you guys are like you're a family guy. You spend a lot of time with with those people. Like, that had to be such a cool moment to to be at your first NFR and have everybody there supporting you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty special. I mean, it's it it's real exciting. But having everyone there and everyone else getting to enjoy it, I mean, that's that's what makes it really special. It's pretty cool. Talk about your mom a little bit. I, I feel like she's kind of underrated. She's probably like a very patient woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I just want to know a little bit. Um, for those who don't know, Joan Joan Unger, uh, CFR bail racer for uh, many times. Like I want to say, she went there a ton of times, didn't she? Uh, I sure remembering wrong. W- one year, but okay. she she, uh, she wrote pro barrels for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing the name in the st- like in the standings forever. Like uh, like she she did it for a long time. I want to say too. Uh, one year she was first in the world for a few months. Really? Yeah. No shit. Come out and won, uh, I believe it was Hannah and Tabor when they counted for the next year's standings. They were yeah. the weekend after the regular season, and she won won both of them. <laughs> first then, in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and then was first in the world till like till she went down and went down to Denver and got to go win a rodeo and go hard. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty neat. I, my, I was obviously remember very wrong, but I, I've known her name since I was since I started. Being interested in this in this business, so mm-hmm. talk well, about her she, for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she's uh, she's obviously been a big influence on you and your rodeo career too. Eh? Yeah, uh, well, that's I mean, she's well, my whole family. There's any one of them's ready to help with anything if if they can. And my mom, like, if I if I'm trying to look for flights or trying to get something organized, I'll I'll look for it. Don't worry, like she's one. She's to your help. agent, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> part time. <laughs> she's, uh, she's. Um, She's done so much for for me and my brother, taking us to practices when we were roping, and you know we go a couple times a week. She'd be taking us someplace and and getting us, you know, when I started riding Bronx, getting us to all the high school rodeos mm-hmm. and and all the practice pens we could. And probably hockey when you were kids too, a little bit, or what was that like? Uh, I didn't play a whole lot. My brother quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she's always very very busy, and then trying to. Bell race and and Do train well, horse yeah. herself yeah. too. Well, and when was um, when when did your parents get together then? And when when did she when she was rodeoing? Was she going on her own a bunch too? Like she because if your dad is working rodeos, she he's only saw Ricky working a rodeo and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually, uh, the story goes when the first time my mom brought my dad home uh, to meet her family to meet, to meet my grandparents. It was right after Dad broke his neck the first time, and Uh-oh. he was in a halo full, like, you know, just been in a full body cast for a while. And, Holy shit! And Holy shit! My grandpa says, "Yeah, she always, she always liked finding sick animals and bringing them in, <laughs> 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 healing them up." But oh dear, yeah, broke his neck for the first time. So this happened a few times. A couple times. Yeah, that that was. These are 
clown, like clowning Rex or rodeo Rex? Or? Uh, that one was riding Bronx. That oh, was, really? That was the last Bronx you got on. Yeah. Holy shit! So did you get to bring your dad like down on the shoots with you at the NFR and, and they have the there's like metal on those? Not that, like, like none of that <laughs> no. stuff. Was I don't know how it works. I never made the NFR. So I'm, uh, that's what I'm asking. At the NFR, you're not allowed to have any fun at all unless it's no somewhere funds, else no besides at the arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. NFR, no fun rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> No fun allowed. No but fun seriously allowed. though, you get like you don't even get a companion. Yeah. No, no, I, they're they're pretty pretty strict on a lot of How things. How many fines there, did you get? I, th- Ooh, uh, I think I got two, just two little ones. For what? Okay. For uh, what? One I had I had one document that I didn't have signed on the right day, before what the finals. The what kind of oh, document is this? Uh, just I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just got that. Saying that you understand today. those fines at the NFR. <laughs> And, and then I got one for uh, wearing my feather, my hat. You're not allowed to have a feather in your hat at the NFR? No. Um, well, not from a predatory bird. And which That's unbelievable. I wore it the first but round. If you, but if you were First Nations or Métis, would they be able to t- tell you no? In the PBR, I think no. you're allowed to wear it still, if, right? If you're, like, if you're blood, you're, you're okay. And that's, like, our family actually has a lot of ties to the First Nations up um like in Good Fish Lake, yeah. Kikano area. Like my dad, he's an honorary member of the Kikano Metis settlement. And, uh, and they still wouldn't let you. And the chief of Whitefish Lake actually wrote me a letter, and they had the feather um, blessed and smudged and, and gave it to me. And and so I was really hoping they'd let me, but they said, no, you gotta be got to be blood to wear it. Damn. And what do you mean? Like, like, like a... Be like, you, you have like, to be carded. Yeah, oh, like, okay. Like yeah. Per, yeah, I see. And uh, Jeez. so I got a warning the first round, and then the tenth round come around, and then that's my dad and uncle said, "Put your feather in, we'll pay your fine." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. How'd it go that night? Uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Got on. I didn't place, but I got on feather fluffer and uh, yeah. took her laying down, and then cowboy she, shit. Yeah, yeah, she come out was was pretty dang fun. So so, uh, what's the fine for the feather thing? Like, how much would, uh, they co- would that cost? Two hundred fifty bucks. Huh? That's bullshit. Yeah, but, it's total bullshit. But it—that's the thing. If well, I did the math because I was thinking about it, and JB Mooney said he was going to take the fines, and and after the third round, when his fines had doubled three times, because it doubles every oh. night and adds on. So I did the math, and it works out to about two hundred thousand by the end of the week if you wear the feather the whole time. Damn, so. Jesus Murphy. <laughs> Just like squeeze you everything you're made of. But. So, how close were you to Wade's Rack in, in the in the Grand Entry? Um, I was already He's out Iowa, of the arena. So they're they're. I, I, I think I could, yeah yeah fair enough yeah. yeah. I was already out of the arena, but I actually, um, I told him I'm not riding my horse after that night either, because that's I almost ended up in a wreck that oh, night really? and had been. Well, I kind of did end up in a bit of a wreck, uh, and it had been pretty close to a wreck every night before then Jeez. nothing like wade's deal but mine i don't know i think that's the only thing he gets used for is the nfr once a year and he knew the drill like i get him settled down in the tunnel because he'd be sitting there prancing i get him settled down and as soon as the cowboy town come in he'd be jumping on top of scott gunther's horse and oh, blowing around and, and then we'd go through the arena and like in the practice the practice, we were running sideways the whole time trying to take out flag girls because you're trying to go through it slow. Once we got going fast, he was good. He just let him run. He was all right. Holy. But then we get in the line, and he'd stand there real good, and then right at the tip of the resist all, 
you put your hat back on and he'd rear up and go flying backwards and oh my what a that, miserable prick. that night way got bucked off he did that and um as everyone was running past behind us out of that middle section he went flying backwards and and spun around and we run into stetson and and i just turned him like um oh, running out <laughs> like i'm in the yeah. middle of everyone right now and and that's i got up and so yeah i'm not i need a different horse this is gonna be a bad <laughs> yeah. one of these nights yeah holy shit um, well because we when we talked to jb he knew one of the pickup men and they gave him a bunch of yeah, his pickup horses so right? yeah, yeah that's actually i got cadillac i i got on the horse jb was riding after oh after i guess he, after he got hurt too he bad. got hurt there yeah, that's and, right um hers groin so that's I got traded into that horse. He was pretty nice. Quick, okay, question: Does Stetson Wright hang out in the Bull Riders dressing room or the Bronc Riders dressing room? Bronc Riders were way cooler. Really? Oh he doesn't hang out with the Bull Riders. It goes over there, yeah. Once in a while, but so he's like, this has one bag in each in each locker room. Yeah. What does he do? Does he have one in each, or, Actually, what does, he, or does he have all his stuff in the Bronc Rider room? I think he gets his rope ready in the Bull Riders room, but he hangs out in the Bronc Rider room oh, and damn. gets ready that, in there. I had that same question about Ty Murray. Which room did he, which room did he hang out with? three rooms to choose from. Mm. Right? Which one? I would, I would have a bag in each room. Which one does he fight in? <laughs> I'd have a bag in each room. Because the Bareback Riders have what? Boxing they matches? Box each other. What yeah. do you guys do? Is it leg wrestling? Uh, that, that all ends up happening in the Bronc Riders room. At, oh, it all. Oh, I, so the Bronc In the 10th round that everyone so comes in there. Uh, we had some wrestling matches, yeah. Did you, would you wrestle? Uh, Cody DeMoss and... Really? I think well, I think well, I was winning. Old. He bit like my ear a bit. He's old man strength, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! That's what was awesome. what was the most fun part of being at the finals this year? What was it? Or was it that tense round? Like probably, the, I would think some of it would be the camaraderie and getting to hang out with those guys and having a beer or whiskey after the round, just like hanging out away from it all in the dressing room. Like that's probably a lot of the a lot of the funnest shit. Yeah, I mean that tense round afterwards, and and it's kind of. Kind of a sad time, but it's kind of yeah. like that was okay, the worst part. About can relax, yeah. can relax for a minute now. Yeah, like, kind of exhale and take it easy. And I was not to go sign any autographs on fucking Sunday. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was pretty sore up, so I was like, I'm good to have a little rest here and just not and worry about it for a couple days. And yeah, and then we end up, <laughs> and then we end up having you know drinking some beer and wrestling, and um, but it's pretty fun, and you get to celebrate other buddies that have done good won the average won the world and, yeah. and everyone all the bareback riders bull riders stock contractors you know you guys must have the biggest personnel room. yeah we get the biggest room oh, okay i get you so everyone <laughs> comes in there saddles. Yeah, got saddles. yeah and it was pretty fun but i don't know i it's it's tough to say that what the funnest part was i mean that first night riding in the grand entry it's mm-hmm. and you're you're out, you know you roll out there and you look around and you're did you wave you to know, your mom? A minute. <laughs> no, I, I. They were sitting straight behind us. Oh, was, you couldn't see them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you see anybody you knew in the stands? Uh, actually, Mike Uthier was standing up there making some crazy faces and hand signals <laughs> at at Zeke and I every night. Oh shit! Well, uh, talk a bit about being around a guy like Zeke. Like he's a. He's kind of a veteran ass. already. He's a veteran now. He's been around the game world for a long. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of a cool guy. He's kind of leading the way for the. Canadian saddle bronc riding wave we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that? we, uh, we kind of, there's a bunch of us that come in at a good time and we, like we got, you know, Ben and Dawson and Logan and Ashbacker, mm. all of us guys, we were all kind of coming up and watching Zeke and Clay and Jake, Jake. and Leighton, yeah. you know, kind Leighton, of yeah, push through and go hard and make it. And as we were kind of coming up through amateur and, 
you know, this can be done. And, 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 you know, of course, Zeke, he's, he's had a lot of success. He's done really well. And, and we've all kind of got to, to follow along and, and, you know, he helps out like at the finals, I was worrying about stuff and he says, you come here and you can have a terrible week or you can have a great week. Like it, you don't worry about it. Like mm. it, it, it's not even anything you're doing necessarily. Like I was worrying after I bucked off a couple and he said, that's there's 10 horses. You get yeah, yeah. You still got four more. Like, you went a hundred thousand in four ni- or yeah. in four nights. Yeah. It can all change. Yeah. He says you, when you're rodeoing all year, you go 10 horse a row and not win any money and you're not going to be too worried about it. Cause you know, you got another 40 Much to more. get on before the end of the year mm. and yeah. probably get something won. So do you think yeah. there's something to uh, ensuring that you do do well at those ones? Like is and I, like I'm so question there, but then secondary, what's the difference between between the guys that's fifteenth in the world and the, and the number one? Like how much variation is there? There is it. Some of it's a, look, a little bit of luck of the draw. Some of it's but you guys all ride very similar. Mm-hmm. Where in the bulldog and it's they they attribute it to the draw a lot of times. They're like everybody's mounted so well. They all bulldogs very similar. It's a matter of like you got to draw well and you got to perform and, and score well, but like how much different is in the bronc ride? Like there's not that much separation in any of the events at the finals. Well, no, and it's like it's it's tough. Like there are so many good guys out there rodeoing right now, and like it's only getting tougher all the time. And you know it's it's a different sport than it was when I was a kid. Like everyone's working out and going hard and and um you know trying to eat right and different stuff that you guys are being athletes you guys are athletes yeah Yeah. and um when it comes down to it i mean guys you know guys can blame the draw and and sometimes you have to sometimes you can't yeah can't be too hard on yourself like sport where 50 percent of your score comes from the animal that's just inevitable right yeah i mean you try and you try not to blame your your stock mm-hmm. but sometimes you'd be like okay like there wasn't much more i could do with that one um but that's where those guys that are consistently at the finals and consistently in contention they're the guys that can go get on anything and find a way to to make money on it i mean there's there's 50 bronc riders going right now that could be 90 points on any given day with mm-hmm. the right horse but to be at the nfr and especially be in that contention you have to be able to go and and place on the worst horse out there you'll be able to do something with it how do you do that it's hard it's hard <laughs> but that's something i guess we're always working at and and you kind of got to be hard on yourself a little bit in that sense where you got to fine tune and and find every every point you leave in the arena where you could improve and where you could do a little bit better on the next one and uh and and then it's a confidence thing too like you you got to go in there Okay, I can, you know, and you've, and I you've know. Done, and you can do it. You've done it. Like, you've proven it to yourself already. Yeah. Like you, you've rode the good horses. You've placed in all the big rodeos. It's like, well, I think once you can convince yourself of that, it make, becomes a lot easier. Yeah, and you've, you know, you've been on, that's that's why, you know, I don't mind going and getting on some wild colts once in a while, too. Like, every horse every horse teaches you something. Mm-hmm. And you need that that little bit different feeling from those different style horses. and And it gets you that little bit more that little mm. extra point you got because you got your foot set when you probably shouldn't have been able mm. to and you know you got to just 
keep pushing to do better all the time. So do you have, do you have people who help you along with that? Like do you like send your videos to somebody and they like kind of break? Like you could have done this here. You like guys mm-hmm. like Zeke or, or like those, some of those top end guys or some mentors of yours. Um, I guess like I send all the videos to Mel and and you know and he he gives me some tips and and it's usually like you know something that, something basic that mm-hmm. you know how to do and you just didn't realize you were, you missed <laughs> yeah. up, you know you didn't do it that time and then like uh with my traveling partners we'll sit down and we'll go through our videos and each other's videos and like try and pick up on little things and and things we could do better and things we could work on and and uh just try and fine tune all the time mm-hmm. talk about winston bruce and his uh um I want to say effect on your career or his influence is a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Winston, he, he called me. Um, I was kind of starting to get bronc riding, figured out a little bit, I guess, starting to spur some. And, and he called me, he said he was talking to Mel, and so I want you to come to my school this weekend and get on some and see if I can help you with anything. And, uh, and Winston's such a cool guy. I mean, he thought about, he, he had a totally different mentality about, anything like he was a philosopher about bronc riding about bucking horses about life about life and and from then on he was always you know he'd see me ride or i'd send him a video or or even he just messaged me out of the blue and just give me some advice and winston would text you yeah really yeah and i've i've got some messages that uh like i've saved that are just pretty cool you know and uh and he just thought about everything differently, and he'd he'd always be pushing that you got to think about things differently. You got to mess with your own head. You can't get into routines. Mm-hmm. Like every morning, you probably put the same sock on the same foot first. You don't notice you do it, but you probably do. Mm-hmm. So and just stuff like that. You know, you got to actively make yourself do it differently and be messing with your head all the time. You know, just keep yourself sharp and 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 keep your head working all the time, and and it'll make you more. Adverse when you get on a horse and something different happens, and you're kind of like pushing your limits and getting you out of your comfort zone too. Yeah. Right? It's easy for people to, you, to get that like be comfortable where you're at. And yeah, kind of just like okay, this is fine. I'm never really gonna push yourself outside of that mm-hmm. limitation. And in this game, there's always someone else coming mm-hmm. that's working harder. So you got to be, you got to always be pushing. You know. Well, and it's it's got to be fun to be part. Like we kind of touched on it already. Like that movement of the Canadian Salbron ground. Like we're at a point where you could see over half the guys competing at the NFR could be Canadian guys. Like what, what do you think is attributed to that the most? Um, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. I think, I think, um, like I said, that group, that kind of, mm-hmm. the, the group that's a bit older, that's really not that been old in the guy. finals. No, they're not old guys. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't want to say it's, that. Well, it's just funny. Like they've been the doing a little longer yeah, yeah. and, and have been successful. And, and we've got to watch that and, and kind of be a part of that a little bit. And, and you know, like I got to travel with Watson quite a bit, and mm-hmm. and he helped me out with that. You know, Jake's a good what dude. it takes, you know, what it takes to go and what it takes to make it, and uh, that and the the amateur associations up here are outstanding. Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize how good they were till I started visiting with some of those guys that you know go to amateur rodeos in different states and stuff. And you know, it's nothing like it is up here. Like We're CCA rodeos, yeah. I, I love CCA rodeo, and there's always good horses, good money, you know, and good and, people, and forty <laughs> some rodeos a year. Yeah, you know, you could stay like busy. Seventy at. some years, it's a lot. Yeah, there's we'll like between like the MRCA and the C, the Chinook they co-sanction with. Like there, yeah. you could go to a lot of CCA rodeos yeah. in a year. 
then like the amateur program and then and then novice program obviously mm. and 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 that's what contributes to these these waves of Canadian bronc riders that just keep coming. There's a lot of we're spoiled with a lot of horsepower up here too. And yeah. yeah, and there's so many guys raising horses. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's practice pens two hours away wherever you live. There's a practice yeah, pen really. within two hours that bucks every week. Fort McMurray. Yeah. <laughs> well, you couldn't be that far from mcdonald's really you can't be that far yeah like wish it's only about yeah. two or another yeah, two hours like, honestly guess, so, so four max not that bad <laughs> <It's true>. yeah <laughs> that's that and that's like even you get up like peace river there's practice pens yeah and grand prairie and and so there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity because of that because of so many guys are getting into the buck and horse game and uh and then great mentors that that are well, like, like Roddy you know, Hayes at every yeah, Rod, every yeah. practice and Rimby pretty well. And these guys are willing to give back and like be yeah. those mentors because it'd be yeah. easy for those guys to just not do that. Mm-hmm. You know what 100%. I mean? Like, they still it, love it though. Yeah. So it's, it's it's huge having guys like that around too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. Okay. I want to ask you about your uh, your ninety four and a half point ride at Calgary this yeah, year. That'd be one. pretty cool. Hey, like yeah, that like probably your first time in the arena and the style bronc ride in there, like and just shoot the lights on like one of the best bronc rides we've seen ever. That was that was pretty crazy, and that's. Well, I wasn't really expecting that that day. Like that horse, he's been around a long time, and guys generally don't like him that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a couple guys had some luck on him, but that's not his usual trip. And I don't know, he come out, and I I didn't even after I got off, I didn't know how many points I was gonna be. Yeah. I was like, that knew that it was felt, good. Yeah, I'm like that was he was kind of making me work, and I think I was keeping up with him, and it was, felt pretty damn good. But is that the best feeling bronc ride you've ever had, or not quite, or do you? Do you know? Uh, that'd be that'd be up there. Yeah. I mean, that there's still things I, you know, I could have done a little bit better. You know, could have been. You could have been a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Like a jump or two. You know, or you looking. Okay, I could have got my toe turned out a little better on that one, or mm. or whatever. But there, I don't know if I've been on a horse that's felt felt that strong and that you know he's a great big farm animal that horse and. And he's just droppy, and his head's right, right in your lap, and he doesn't take any rain at all. Hmm. But that one, or um, I got to get on Get Smart in Salt Lake City this summer. Oh, yeah, and he had he had quite the trip. He blew out of there, and then stayed close in front of the shoots, and was kind of fading across in front of the shoots. And I think somebody said they thought that could have been more than than the Calgary <laughs> ride. That one, it felt like it could have been. I don't know. That's, Dang. You were still ninety two or something there, yeah. weren't you? Uh, ninety, I think. Got 90? third, but <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> but that one, that was probably the best feeling bronc ride I've had, I guess. Was that your? F- what was your first ninety? Was the one in Calgary? Uh, was San Antonio in the wild card round, I guess. Nice. Um, what was that wi- feeling like? Wild smashing Bill. your first ninety, especially in San Antonio. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Place <laughs> uh, Good timing. Actually, didn't feel that great. Wild Bill's not not a very fun <laughs> horse, but <laughs> but that goes back to what you're talking about, though. Like that's what's going to set you apart and keep you in that top level is those horses that maybe don't feel as nice. You'll be able to smash those nineties out on them or like make good rides. It's going to set, again, set you apart from the crowd. Yeah. And now like that's, I don't know, that's another one. He's, he doesn't feel great. He runs everyone's saddle back and like yanks, the yanks the tar out of everybody. And I wasn't that excited that day. <laughs> and that's what I drew. And I got to, I got, I know I got to be a lot of points to come back and, yeah. and, uh, shoot. I don't know. I kept up with them, took a judge out. So that kind of <laughs> helped, I guess. But speaking uh, of judges, where are you at on the mark out rule? Oh, what are your thoughts? Question. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I like the mark out rule. I think that 
rodeo is uh is at a point where it needs a video replay like so you could like so you could challenge if they call yeah. you as a mark yeah okay 100%. cool i like that I, yeah it's like it's the no, only professional you, judge yeah i did mark so then, so then how do you do that at the hand hills of the world that's that's the trouble and that's i think maybe like, but it's gonna have to start at the top though it's You're gonna, gonna start at the it's top gonna start at the, the nfr rodeos, and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna filter down it has to and i like i think that's i think that's the answer because there's a lot of arguing about mm-hmm. the markout rule and and uh i think it's a good rule but i think it is also it it happens fast i mean you know people complain about how, how could they not see that and this and that but it happens fast. It happens fast, and it's could sneeze and blink, and, and it could come down to a couple inches, you know, where your really? where your spur is, right? Mm-hmm. Or if there's contact, or if it's half an inch away, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's why I think like rodeo is the only the only professional sport that doesn't have video replay, and mm-hmm. I believe I, I think the only reason it doesn't is because Las Vegas events ha- keeps the NFR on such a time crunch. Otherwise, they'd Although already it ha- have it. Wasn't this year though as much? No. They did slow no. it down a bit, eh? And that's I was I was saying what they could do is um if you challenge if you challenge a mark out, they could do a video replay after the perf and decide at that point. Mark you anyways. If you miss one out, you get marked anyways, but they don't put the score up on the board and mm-hmm. put miss out. And then they can do a replay after the rodeo and, or and just decide where you get the score. Entry. Yeah, bring the breakaway rope. I was just add just adds more time to the show rather than muck guys out. Yeah, and it's yeah. stupid <laughs> granddad. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, that's and that's the WCRA. They've they've started that. And you've video had some replay. success with them. You want a sweet surfboard. Yeah. You that's take that cool. thing for a rip I didn't yet? know that. Uh put it in a pool. It, it doesn't have fins or Oh, so it's not legit. It's a trophy. It's a trophy uh, surfboard. It's a trophy, yeah. That cool. was corpus, wasn't bad. it? Yeah. The border guards they thought it was real real <laughs> surfboard on <laughs> charge me a bunch bring it across. Yeah, duty, eh? Yeah. Dude, I won this. But <laughs> did you see this the sticker on it? Like I'll show you the post. From last week, the I want picture. It, I want it, dude. Yeah, but what do you think of the WCRAs? Those are pretty sweet little deal. Yeah, little bonus. They're eh? pretty cool. I mean, um, obviously, the goal the goal is to be at the NFR and and you know be a world take champ. a run at a world championship. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that WCRA, they're doing a lot of things right, and and I really enjoyed like the few rodeos that there's have been to have been really good. And, and are you consistently nominating and going like putting your money down to go to a couple of those or um, you don't have to do a ton, right? You could just add a couple and yeah. as long as you do good at them, you're going to make mm-hmm. the WCRA deals. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Like we, we look at our schedules and which ones we can get to and, and, um, and yeah, they're, I don't know. We, we enjoyed them quite a bit. That Corpus mm-hmm. Christi was fun and the Salt Lake city deal, the, the, gold medal rodeo i mean it was yeah. it was pretty olympic rodeo i guess it was pretty cool and and they have the video replay like sage they're doing it yeah. they they threw a flag on him and, and the other judge said go Lane. go for the and he the other like the other judge he watched the replay board and he grabbed sage said hey go pit that challenge button said i thought you had him like i know you had him on this side but you had him on the other side too and yeah it got reversed and got a score then he just goes up to judge and, and just- i I just had to sit, like, <laughs> you know, I just had to sit on my horse for another minute. Like, I was already crawled in. I just sat yeah. there for a minute. So what? They went over it. As long as right. it's not a wild one, you're fine. Yeah. And they can do it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And just be like, oh, my bad. Have you ever gone to like a like an FU match with any of the judges yet? You can't. No. It's not allowed. Not allowed. Yeah. I've seen, we've seen it happen before. Yeah, but those guys aren't at a very high level. I've seen it. You've seen that some of the high level people <laughs> have done it too. <laughs> I've, I've seen a few matches, but I... I haven't got into any. Let's go. Oh, 
the Canadian Canada versus US or Canada versus Utah Bronc match. When are we going to see this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was just an idea we had in the Where would you room. have it? Well, ne- neutral ground, Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have to be St. Tite. That could be cool. I, it was just kind of uh, just kind of an idea, I guess. Like there's the Bronc matches are kind of starting to catch They're some cool. heat. They're cool. Well, look, yeah. at, look at the hard grass. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of a whole, huge payout on the first round. Just a big long round, short mm-hmm. round. Just can, make it, just ten make guys. It t- Top five Canada US showdown. Just make it a two day event. Just have your Bronx match the first night, and then have your Canada versus US show out the next night. Like just make it a full weekend. So just one perf. It's just kind of an idea, and like that's just Dang. different format idea for a couple mm. Bronx matches. Do something a little different. And Who's gonna win? Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's neat though. I like that. That's cool, man. Okay, I don't know what else. I am, we, I'm, we, I'm, I'm, I'm out. We, man. It's like it's probably supper time. Storm just made some. I gotta go get groceries. <laughs> okay. Thanks for coming to do this. Well, we though. got one more question. Yeah, we still one more. Question. Anything okay. else you want to add too? Anything else you want to add? Like, we do we miss anything? Are we? I'm curious now. Oh, no, not not too much I can think did we, of. Did we get it all? Don't mm-hmm. ask us anything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you don't have to. I was just wondering. No. <laughs> don't didn't prepare didn't prepare any questions. Yeah, it's okay, a, it's an interview, man. Come on. <laughs> 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 what's the what's the uh, the step brothers one? Okay, so when they interview, it's like well, we're we're gonna interview you or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that can help with this whole pan pam situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Colby. We ask this question to every single one of our guests. What is your definition of cowboy shit? We've talked mm-hmm. about a lot of cowboy shit. That even like mm-hmm. you taking a horse laying down, that's mm-hmm. cowboy shit. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, you know that that phrase covers uh I think covers a wi- wide range of definitions, but I guess to me it's you know it's kind of that bearing down in tough situations and you know keeping your keeping your head down but your chin up and just pushing through and and getting it done. I like it, man. Thanks for doing I this. Like, that's my I love hearing people's. Answer that question. Oh, yeah. like, we literally haven't I've had. It's been different. Every, like we've done this our hundred and eighth episode. It's been different every single time, mm-hmm. unless it's been a repeat guest. But sometimes those are different too. It's true. That's cool, man. Thanks Appreciate for you making yeah, that. That's awesome. Trip up here. Thanks for having right. me. Show me what it's like Teach me wrong from right. I'll show you what I can say it for me, say it to me. I'll leave this life behind me. Say it if it will save me. Alright, save the views. Alright, alright. Bam! Nickelback. <laughs> Okay, that was Saving Me by Nickelback and Wacey Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who sings that song? Nickelback. Man, well, why don't they just let them sing it? You know, that classic no, joke? Nobody said that. It's funny to... Uh, People are probably thinking it, It's though. funny to hear you sing with not a lot of backup music. Which is bad. Yeah. It's not good. It's it makes it idea. worse. Like, I, karaoke is less bad when I love. I love to sing. I love it. And I know music. I'm bad. I know I'm not good. But yeah. I just love to sing, but I wish I was better at singing. Friends, yeah. Yeah. Just so you were sing the... More. Friends Pretty good entertainment. The only, least the only uh, I th- you know what? I think my performance of the night was uh, "I Want It That Away" by the Backstreet Boys. Always is the yeah. Backstreet Boys. That was a good one. That was that a really good one. Big so how about on. that Wanchuk family? <laughs> yeah, tell us. You had a, you had something you wanted to uh, talk about. Colby's got Colby. the craziest eyes in pictures when he's riding the horse. Um, I I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's diabolic. 
He's looking down the horse's head, and, him. and you know his his head kind of gets looking up at the sky just a little bit. But those eyes are trained on down where that horse's head is, and it's yeah, it's it's next level terrifying when you get to see it yeah. see it up close. But I mean, he does it good. So what does it matter what he look like? How often do you see it up close, Cove? Does it get weird? Or is it well, okay? it's only ever me zooming in on it on a computer. Oh, it's not like you're on the back of the shoot. She's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did you see Jesus those Christ. eyes? No, it's, it's a... These eyes. Do you know what used to scare me before they got on a, an animal? It was Ken Siemens. Kenny Siemens, yeah. He was terrifying. He yeah. would just like, he'd be taking his rap and like, just stare. Like, he'd pick somebody up, but he'd be like the gate man or bullfighter, bullfighter somebody? or somebody and just like, looks like he's about to like fucking come Ooh, at you like a spider him. monkey. Yeah. Cover trucks got a real mean face the last uh well this last year i guess year. it must be just what it takes to, but he, to do the thing he goes from you know getting chirped by his buddies on the back of the shoot so the smile on his face to when he's actually taking the taking his rap his face just turns into i'm about to go to fucking battle and i mean as it's a fight, should, basically fight. that's what they do yeah, yeah they do. it is it's pretty cool man i think i just remember being like really slack jawed and just kind of like just trying to relax be, yeah trying to be relaxed when i did well anyways when i did bad i was probably nervous as shit i do you guys hold your breath or did you ever like once it's kind of going on hold your breath because that's something i i was no, you wanted, gotta breathe in and out breathe, man. no i know but i that's the one i always want to tell people is when they get one in there it's just kind of being a being a dick and and when i was like okay you're gonna have to breathe through this because it looks like you're gonna be battling before the battle and i wonder and I, feel like I wonder if there's more to that slammed. Where, like, once I th- started thinking I was there if i stopped breathing i wonder if that was part of it where it's like it's a bit of a mental break and you just kind of like Clamp right, down and try and get right there before you nod. Just to no, <laughs> like like halfway through the ride. Oh, like maybe it's like happening and it's fu- it's fine and smooth and then it's like try and hold my breath and then that's when you get dick slammed. Maybe yeah. that's how that happens. I wonder. Anytime, anytime, anytime I, I, I think I, it back, I can like anytime I think, but you know, you get on a nice bowl and you're like, oh yeah, here we go, and then next thing you know, you're on your fucking head. Yeah, but it's just, it, it's whenever like I just trust the stuff that I've done, like the training and all the amount of stuff I've done beforehand. That's when I do my best. But hmm. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It'd be, it, it was it was another factor though when you'd get on like a, a bull that fought the shoot or whatever like just yeah. a different element to it the only yeah, time okay. I did good when I fought well in the shoot was in Innisfail and I don't, I don't know why just one time I had a few there's a few there, one of the first pro videos I went to Camrose I got a big bull of Shell, Schellenberg's he was huge like big as a horse and uh, Hor- I think horses are actually li- lighter than bulls you but like tall tall him. he tall was tall was. okay mm. I, get, I get different different definitions man come on he was tall. you don't need to do this he was a tall. You don't need bull. to do that. He was a big. He's big as a horse. He was a big, mean, tall, scary. bull. I'm not bull. telling the story anymore. It's over. <laughs> it's a big, tall, mean, scary bull, and he fought the shoot because he was too long for the shoot because he was a big bull. Guessing? I don't. I'm just guessing. I sh- Let's that move really on to something nice. else. <laughs> it's a big, tall, scary bull. <laughs> um, did we touch on Innisfail by chance? Did you poop your pants? I'm not telling the story and, anymore. Uh, the rodeo world Innisfail? losing a oh Jack Dean's, an icon yeah. of the sport. Yeah, Mr. Dean's. Sad times. Yeah, I did not times. know that he invented mutton busting. I forgot really? about that part. Yeah. That's pretty really? badass. I Which didn't is crazy. Invent- that's something busting. we did lots as children. Child abuse. It's like a number one frowned upon child abuse. It's kind of like cute child abuse. <laughs> yeah. So like, you like anybody from any walk of life will take part in mutton, mutton busting. Like with aggravation. So exactly. Far, people line up at the door to do that. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. As they're as not as even like part of. As long as they're not going to take off along the fence, I'm not too worried about it. Get get humans along the fence because then you won't rattle any kids' brains. So, going on, uh, since we've been home a lot lately. Be able to catch up on some television. On some shows. Storm and I watched all the Harry Potter movies in the last, uh, I don't know how long. Michelle and I are. Are you a big Harry Potter fan? It's kind of like a week. Yeah, okay, cool. 
You guys, you guys do have like a Nimbus 3000 hanging up in the hallway. <laughs> you have a Nimbus 3000? Can stones. I ride it's it? Christmas <laughs> present. You can borrow it if you want. Does it ride good? <laughs> Sick. Me and Michelle uh, are on Sopranos right now. Sopranos? Through that. Yeah, and we yeah. did, what else we do? We watched Yellowstone this winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched what are your thoughts Big on Sky? Yellowstone? Yellowstone? Right, you've seen all four seasons. What are your thoughts on it? Um, it's a entertaining show. They've done a very good job of making Western entertaining in a way that uh, is both it's consumable off, for both, anybody. Both mostly mostly authentic. Mostly? Mo- <laughs> what did you say? You said mostly. Mostly. <laughs> it's mostly authentic, <laughs> Waithy, and it's uh, very entertaining. They're mm-hmm. not good job that way. Good story. Good storylines. I think like kind of. Some of the season some, four or sorry, a little bit kind of funny to me. Well, and it moved really slow at times too, mm. where it was like really going. I, I want to see season three was like really happening quickly, crazy. But yeah, but like four like, was a little bit slower. Like the the native guys, like they were pretty much non-existent in season four. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hardly uh, so. aside from are like you case, guys spoiling any uh, fans? Okay, we're if not talking any specifics. If you haven't watched Yellowstone yet, season skip four, forward. Go ahead and skip forward on this one. Yeah, there we go. Spoiler alert, spoiler well, alert. The show's almost over it's now. Been You've been with us this it's long. It's been out for a week. Yeah, but not everybody watches shows like you. They don't consume entertainment as quickly as you, Wacey. I, I tend to binge. I think most people do. Mm. Some, yeah. No, I'm no, excited don't. about the Book of Boba Fett. Nah, it's this, been great. In the Star Wars universe, awesome. but I'm waiting for there to be like six episodes yeah, so I can just binge it over two days. through it. I watch it weekly. I don't know. I think you take it I like Big Sky, too, based on the novels by C.J. Box. Don't know So that was cool. I like Big Sky. Nobody else reads books these days, I guess. So I, I've, read, I I've already read books. like two books in the last year. In the last in the last three months. That's great. Yeah. So stop being mean to me. I'm not being mean. Yeah, to you. you are. You're being a dick to me right now. I was not. I was. You I didn't was let me tell my story, books. and then you're chirping me about reading books. Tell us about. I'm not the telling the story. Welcome back to the Cowboy Shit podcast. The ship has passed. Tell us about. Tell us about cameras and the big bull that was as big as a horse. I'm not telling anymore. As big as a horse. It's over. He weighed thirteen hundred pounds. Thirteen hundred. I'm curious now what's the story. I'm not telling it. It's over. Too late. Too bad for you. The I got a story. The Yellowstone memes are going around, though, that it's funny to think that meme culture makes me want to watch the show. There's the one where it's talking about each character in and like what town? to a town. Yeah, so from. whoever made the Alberta one it killed it. It was so funny. Yeah. There was also a funny one about PRCA rodeo con- stock contractors. Oh, no. That was pretty good. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't see that That one. was pretty funny. Should we do a Canadian version? Did it get we political? We could, but it's going to be bad. We're going to get... We're gonna get Letters. If we do, I'm gonna that. put Foley as Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's look at this. Uh, Full Dizzle. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I know where I saw it. Alan Jordan shared it on Facebook, so I'm gonna find this quick for us. So one this thing, be a good one. One thing I found different in TV, consuming The Sopranos, which will be my third time, but showing it to Michelle for the first time. We're coming off of watching Breaking Bad, where I just hated it. I thought the the characters were written terribly, but I mean, it was an entertaining show mm-hmm. to take words from Ted, but only 20 years ago, shows were that kind of slower burn. You were... But a build. Yeah, there yeah. was no social media. There was it's no things like, uh, to pound into your face the whole time. There wasn't constant taking it in where it is now. So when you actually are sitting down to the show portion, it had better fucking wow you or you're it's not It's kind of similar back. to the like the way social media has developed. And like even just the way people have developed over the last... It's like the um, attention, to break into the attention spans are so short. That, oh um, yeah, gotta be good at while you're going. You can't. You just gotta, just gotta be nonstop action, or people gotta be engaged mm-hmm. the whole time, or else people aren't gonna watch. I've had a lot of friends who watch Yellowstone and they haven't liked season four because it hasn't been like constant action. Whereas yeah. for somebody like me, it's been really cool. To, more drama. Well, well, coming from coming from a Western background to see like cutting horses All and raining horses, horses. And, and that like stuff you don't see in the mainstream ever, like being able to see that shit on a 
like a national TV show is so neat. cool to me. Okay, mm-hmm. can you read that or do you need your glasses? So we got the PRCA stock contractors explained as Yellowstone characters. So we got Rafter G as Lloyd or 4EJ Smith. Yep. We got Stace, Stace Smith as Rip or mm-hmm. um, Cole Hauser. Mm-hmm. We got Fettig. Is that I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. That's uh, Teeter. I don't know who it is. Teeter, it's, yeah. That's um, the guy, Little House on the Prairie guy's daughter. Okay. Damon, uh, someone Damon. And then we got Birch Pro Rodeo is Walker or Ryan Bingham. Mm-hmm. And we got Corco, which is uh, Luke Grimes, Casey, Casey or Luke Grimes. Mm-hmm. Then we got Butler, which is Beth or what I can't remember her name is. But she's very English, though, isn't she? Yeah, she, she is, is actually. So that's kind of cool. Didn't realize that. And then Flying U is, uh, I don't even know who that character's name is. Yeah. He's the he's one of the cowboys. He's yeah, the, he's the boyfriend in yeah. the in the deal. He's pretty good though. Then you and got Frontier is Kevin Costner. Um, Servi is Jamie. I also hate, Jamie's such a fucking pussy. I hate him so much. He's a bitch. Stand up for yourself. You know what I mean? Like he all, like or just true. own up for your shit. It's Honestly, true. like you said, just like fucking stop being a little bitch. stop being a little bitch ass. Stop being a little bitch. And then C five is uh, is uh, Gil Birmingham. Gil Birmingham. That's good. That's funny. Um, then Barty. But, but is it bad because he's the one of the native guys? Is it? I don't, I don't know. Say it's bad. I think it's. I don't think it's meant to be. I don't think it's meant. To, I don't think it's meant to be offensive. Okay. Yeah. I mean, people can take it as offensive. I guess. Yeah, it depends what you take. But it, it is 2022, so people are mind, probably gonna be, be mindful. Offended. Gotta be mindful. Of that Some stuff. folks are gonna be offended. Be mindful. Barty is Jimmy. Jimmy's become my favorite character in Yellowstone. I agree. By the way, I like Jimmy too. Also, but I also need to say Jefferson they, White. they need to let that guy take his spurs off. <laughs> There's no way that <laughs> motherfucker's driving all the way from Texas with to spurs on? to Montana with your spurs on. No fucking chance. You should ask some of your buddies from Texas what they think. Should might be a real thing, and then high low pro rodeo is the, the summer. The summer, yeah, the rights activist girl. Hmm. There's a gal that runs a stable just out here that I used to. I wonder who have so a horse at weird. Say, so who are we, are we gonna do the Canadian version right now? Yeah, the Canadian Ouch. version. But to do the Ignore do your Kobe. story, God. Kobe, do your story. Tell us. Uh, just on social media, said she watched it for the first time and said that there is way too much um, unprompted neighing and. And horse noises for when there's nothing actually going on. And see, that's but I think that's Hollywood trying to make it like people smack you in the well, face with like the Western non, life. Non-Western people, though, <laughs> right? Though, like you watch watch eight seconds and how much the bull noises are not actual bull noises are fabricated, but they're just trying to like have that effect of being like, oh, this is like okay. danger. Yeah, fair danger. enough. That was just her takeaway. But as I think that's the one thing. By the one thing that you have to do as a person from like a Western background, you have to like remove yourself from it being like. Everything needs to be accurate because you need to oh, think dude. like, you yes. know what I mean? If you sit me down to watch a racing film, I'm going to sit there and tell and you, wrong track, uh, clip from here. Yeah. Like, it's or always even like watching a hockey movie. Like you watch Mystery Alaska and the goalie has a wrong-handed stick the whole game and it dies me fucking up the wall. But for a guy who's not a hockey, for her person who's not a hockey yeah. fan but just wants to go enjoy the movie, like they're not going to notice that. It's yeah. just, it mm-hmm. just part, like, as long as like... So we ruin it the, for ourselves. But to be a really great movie, you don't fuck that stuff up. No, for sure. I, no. But so, I mean, it's just like you can't pick it apart too much or else you're just going to not like it. But it's actually pretty good shit. So if we're doing Canadian contractors, rodeo or bull riding, mm-hmm. I'm going to start us off. John Dutton is Wayne Vold. Yeah, 100%. I think. Yeah. Kind of like the mafia boss. Wayne Vold. Would Nansen be Rip? I want to say Nansen be Rip or Beth. Like like Nansen. Not a girl. Just like the, it's a feeling of the company. <laughs> for, how, yeah. for how much I've seen right? Dwayne Kessler get mad, could he be Rip? Because Rip just gets mad. He's just a mad guy. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I haven't she's seen just, Dwayne she's, she's this, un- this whole year. Beth just gets like fired up, like for no reason. I don't get it. Okay, we got Wayne Vold as uh, as John Dutton. I think that's step number one. 
Foley is Jamie. Foley's <laughs> no, no, Foley's Jamie. Jamie. Uh, no, Jimmy. Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. I don't. We can't call anybody Jamie. Uh, Jamie or we'll no. get we'll get beat we'll up. We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do we have? But um, I think I think Nans could be Butler because he'd just be, although he doesn't smoke any cigarettes. Be Jim. Or sorry, could be uh, could be Beth. Yeah. Just because they like Nansen, just like Nansen doesn't have any rules. Nansen does what he wants. Duffy, who's a John Duffy. John Duffy could be, be could Lloyd. Be Forey. Could be Lloyd. Yeah, that could work. That's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could be true. Cody Strandquist. Cody Strandquist. He's probably. Uh, he's probably Casey. Yeah, Which probably. Right? Yeah. Did you say he's Casey. Yeah, probably. Well, who's a military guy from here up in Canada? Doesn't like, have to be a military, military, military guy. What about the Wild Hogs? Wild Hogs. Hmm. hmm. Where the Wild Hogs fit in. They're like it's a hard. gang, though. They're like all the hard. ranch hands. They could be the sixes. The sixes. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> four sixes. <laughs> this is a wild hog. <laughs> I don't know the show at who all. Else do you, who else do you have on the rodeo side? You could say like... Uh, um, we got C5 again. Outlaw Buckers? Where are you putting Outlaw? Who are you going with Outlaw? Mm. This is a wasted question. Still haven't seen the show. Th- I'm trying to think. Outlaw, you could almost say it would be Bingham. Like could yeah, be it could be. Walker. Yeah. Because yeah. they're outlaws. Outlaws, yeah. Yeah, he is an outlaw. I don't know. I'm I'm scared to do this. To no, like, I want to say this is like thing. somebody like doing it as a meme. They're like, Listen, we're just making it? fun. We're just, we're just. I didn't make it. There's no ill. There's no ill intentions here. We're just having a little fun. Except for Foley, you're except definitely for Foley, Jimmy. you're Jimmy for sure. <laughs> Full Dizzle. <laughs> but in saying that, Jimmy's my favorite character. So yeah. So what are you saying? I like I like Foley. I wonder. Wait. So wonder James Foley, Jim. Is oh, Jim he's in the Jimmy. Show? Has to be. Boom, yeah. Look at that. There you go. True. Right. Hell yeah. Jimmy. 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for season five to see what happens. The, the last episode yeah. of season four was good. They did a good job wrapping up that season. Yeah. Was I thought it could almost be over. Like, that could mm. be the end of it. No, it can't be the end there, of it. There's too, have, much, there's too many loose ends to tie up. I'm sure that they can make more of it, but I thought they could also finish it. You need too. one more season. Okay. I, was, I, I say at the very least. I hope they keep it going, but I don't know how they do it at a level like that. There's still a lot of stuff to wrap but up. That like, clip. what's going to happen with, with Jamie and, like, because mm-hmm. there's, there's like Jamie's still gonna be on the warpath. What's gonna happen with the ranch? Gonna happen with the ranch. What? That, there's no way you can't tell me. There's no way that's the end of the line with Jimmy and that fucking barrel racer girl. No chance. There's no way that's the end of it. I thought they rode off into the sunset. Yeah, I was I they rode off into the sunset. Yeah. I was talking to somebody and they're, they're, I was like saying like fuck. They, Jimmy's probably been just been following my TikTok account. It's like getting horse girl advice or okay. just like you know what I mean. So we better wrap this up. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening, You've got folks. some ideas Before we wrap up, don't forget to check out our sweet sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, get 20% off free worldwide shipping. Uh, Manscaped.com. Promo code HugeBush. And don't forget to check out Circle 4 Ranch Water and Beverage Company at, sur- at ranchwater.ca. And don't forget to check us out on social media at Cowboy Shit Official on most platforms um, at Ted Stoven, at Wasey Anderson, at Kobe Moore. We're kind of we're all over it. that? Three names for... We are uh, unique guys. Handles. Check it out. Unique we always humans. got something going on. We'll be we're gonna be in Texas next week, so or this week when it comes out. We're already in Texas. Yeah, we're in so, Texas. So yeah, if you're if you're in Texas at this time and you want to come say hi to us, we're at the Wisa show. So come say hi and we'll have a go. Have fun, safe travels, boys. All right, thanks for listening once again. This is Cowboy Shit. Thanks for our guest, Kobe Wanchuk. Thanks for our editor Sean Ward. Congrats on the new baby, Sean. By hey, the way, new baby, number three. He's not like Monty. Does he? Shout out to our boy too, Monty Phillips. gonna have twins. Yeah. That's crazy as hell, man. I like the way it was put. We make them in singles at the Morton House, not doubles. <laughs> <laughs>
Them 